0: Two, one. Welcome to the
1: Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix <laughs> with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones
0: and Doc Lasser.
1: Hey.
2: And totally ready and prepared yeah. for this episode, which is why it took us an extra day, mm-hmm. and and we told you that we'd let you know, Yep. and this is what we're doing. This
1: is us, doing. us letting you know.
2: So that's, oh, wait, what? Yep. yep covering tracks? Yep, mm-hmm. that's what that is. I'm
1: Quincy Jones, go. Hey, yeah, and I am Doc Lesnar, the uh, one and only hip-hop hybrid in the worlds of hip-hop and, of course, pro wrestling, and, uh, you know, welcome back to another uh, weekly edition and episode of the Quincey Jones Show Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, come in, you
2: know what I mean? Take your shoes off, Mahalo, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah,
1: uh, we're
2: right here live at the doctor's office. Cheap Uh Got an interesting episode. Yeah, as you I can mean, tell, we're trying to keep it light, but, uh, you It know. started off as a kind of a different uh, note-taking this week mm-hmm. as far as uh, getting into... The episode and then of course we got hit with the news and, and i mean even you haven't said it you're like man it, it kind of you know it would have been a whole bummer obviously still it doesn't make it uh any better mm-hmm. but the news that broke about uh the releases obviously yeah. mm-hmm. um what we otherwise probably would have missed having to record the, the morning episode we usually do
1: so um yeah we decided basically to take another day yeah we were able and- to because even that day I, when the releases started, I remember seeing that there were more coming at 3 p.m. later that day, you know, for or at least our time uh, for NXT. And so I, I just knew something else was going to shake out. So, I mean, uh, you know, like to your point, did your due diligence, because we want to make, make sure we bring you guys the – you know, the real scoop and all the news. Cause I know what's kind of been happening. is like, we'll drop an episode. And then that same Friday, something big happens right before the weekend. So yeah, like,
2: they didn't talk about, and uh, but okay. They didn't, but they didn't mention, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. Yeah. So we, you know, we a week
1: behind this time.
2: Like, yeah. We we're, were sadly on the a ball of this news, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. uh I mean, did you want to get into the news or, or you want to get into the uh, notes? What are you thinking, man?
1: Uh, I mean, we, I guess we we did just kind of uh, build it up and might as well. I don't want to say get it out the way, but just confront it uh, right on. So, hey, guys, I don't know if you heard, but we had some releases. Hey, that's a whole band-aid you ripped off. Good <laughs> job, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Uh I don't You have the hands it. of an angel. Yes well but <laughs> I'll get into all that but first it's kind of like a mixed bag. Contract updates and releases for those who are not in the know uh, you know those are the likes of Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Imperium The Miz. Uh, they're all up for new contracts with a uh, few approved so far so that that was interesting. Mm. Drew McIntyre also commented saying I, I focus on the now. I don't focus on the past. I don't focus on the future. I focus on the present. No I don't plan to be anywhere else but that's as much as I can say right now what should be uh, you know noted to add his buddy Seamus's current contract ends in 2024 as well uh now you guys already know the Endeavor TKO deal went through it was already expected there was going to be cuts down the line as you know a lot of um you know they have a lot of um common I would say uh departments in both companies that they would have to consolidate you know and so it's
2: unfortunately means and I mean honestly in any merger that's kind of how it goes that's kind of standard as well Um, obviously you don't need two different standards and practices. Divisions are two different. And not to say anyone's
1: not good at their job, but it's just the nature of the job. And,
2: and, you know, they, I mean, if they already have four people in one office and they have five people in a similar office over here, they don't necessarily have to pay for nine employees to get the job done. Yeah, definitely. So not to cut and dry it, but you know, I can understand where they're coming from. And again, it is kind of standard, but, um, so there was a few of the, you know, the, uh, internal. Yeah, you over know, 100,
1: well not yet, more than a few, over 100 employees were released, uh, including Dana Warrior, which kind of yeah, lets you know, was, yeah. uh, you know where they were across the board. Uh, it's been said, uh, the WWE president and TKO TKO Board of Directors member Nick Khan emailed all employees directing them to work from home as workforce reductions will be taking place, which means those that showed up to get basically fired showed up to, like, an empty office. Who, who
2: you said, said, who emailed him? Nick Khan. Oh, Nick Khan. Okay, yeah. okay, okay.
1: Because, in a sense of, so they didn't even get to say bye to other colleagues. Like, so that's yo, why they kind of-
2: can I come by and grab my shit out of my office? I have a few uh, knickknacks and personal items I'd like to actually fucking grab yeah. before I just and stay the, I mean, home.
1: And then another quote was, those whose roles have been impacted will be notified by our human resources team who will share the details of the severance package. We were asking everyone to work remotely. Uh, we could all ensure that- conversations are handled privately and respectfully but it's being said that a lot of the divisions within WWE were quote absolutely ripped apart Mm. uh and that you know the remaining employees first day back at work uh as reported by PW Insider uh it basically said that the current morale was described as decimated uh would be an understatement so you know let you know um including other people that also recently left before we get to the list of um yeah, you know, releases, these guys kind of actually uh, got out early. That'd be uh, members of the Dyad, Gibson and Drake, uh, the former Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed as well. Oh, you um, mean
2: the... Frizzled uh, young,
1: young veterans yes uh before they were repackaged into schisms faction in uh last year last uh, july to be correct but yeah per dave melter he has confirmed that uh quote the other two rip fowler and jagger reed are gone their contract is up i thought there was going to be some kind of angle or something but it's just they're gone so
2: the interesting thing about that is i wonder if they are going to be able to use their names because obviously they were using their original names yeah who I mean, knows what's you know trademarked, drake and yeah. zach gibson yeah i don't know if they yeah i mean and that's the case a lot of times but then they made them change their names mm-hmm. to new names and new characters so i'm wondering yeah how far that goes if they're gonna at least give them like back their fucking name you know what i mean if I mean, they got to make money yeah yeah you know def- I mean? no, so, of course yeah definitely yeah
1: but uh, yeah, and then uh, obviously moving along to you know the uh, releases that occurred yesterday, and this is the final list as I can find. Uh from we'll start with NXT down to the main I mean, event, knock but, yeah. on
2: wood. Let's hope it's the final. Yeah, yeah, know? I would say yeah. uh,
1: Ike Manjiro, uh Alexis Gray, who apparently I guess was uh, participated with Chase U a couple times. Uh, Is Alexis 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 Gray? Okay, yeah. okay. Um Let's see. Kevin Ventura Cortez. Uh, unfamiliar with him. Daniel McArthur as well. Uh, Ulisa Leone. But I did get some uh, 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 get some info on that. She actually asked for her release, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Dabakato was released. Shanky. She's not
2: the one that was uh injured, right? Or uh, was she? Possibly. Because it was her and I forgot the name of her partner, but they, Faraz, they, they, yeah, they yeah, Yeah, yeah. The, I think maybe she was the one that was injured. Maybe that's why she's like well, I'll just fucking get out my contract, and when Maybe, I get when yeah. I get better, I can go work True. somewhere
1: else. True, and uh, Shanky apparently uh, the quote was he was not he has not been factored into creative whatsoever since Triple H has been in control. Uh, it wasn't there in the ring. I uh, wasn't able to get over well. They did the match in India, sort of uh, all right, we'll keep you here until then, sort of thing. So, which I think I
2: mean, they were trying to turn him into the new uh, Punjabi Playboy. Yeah, right? that's definitely
1: with the whole dancing thing, and it just you know, yeah, yeah, that-
2: uh, it wasn't. Well, not my, not my coming nah. to you. So, uh, yeah.
1: Mason Mansour. So this is a pretty interesting. They did a four-hour Twitch stream yesterday where they were kind of, you know, talking about everything. They are explaining they have no ill will with Maxine Dupree or LA Knight or Max Dupree. They even said, you know, he strapped a rocket to his own back, basically. So, they, you know, they got no ill will with them. Uh, they said they consider Maxine to be the Trish to their uh, test in Albert. Oh, yeah, because I, Maxine was,
2: ended up going to do stuff with uh, – uh, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy, yeah. 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 And then they
1: said, well, what what's supposed to happen with that was she was supposed to entice Otis to join. He would yeah, have his official, like, Unveiling, and then they were gonna slime him, I guess, and then Chad Gable would have came down and like saved him, and oh, he would okay. realize he was his friend, his the, friend whole the whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Reinforce
2: uh, that that uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, but
1: what was more actually interesting was the other pitches they talked about on the stream. Apparently, uh, Mansour talked about having a match with Cody Rhodes, where Rhodes would hit him with the crossroads, and he would sell that he broke his nose, and then uh, actually and, reprise the, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not
2: too much a fan. Like, of, but
1: with him being the catalyst, yeah. Yeah, it, right? like, no. like,
2: I like that, but I don't know if, if giving it to someone like. Like I think because they just you know I mean? didn't
1: get that you know the whole thing possibly, going you know because like, here's the thing that's interesting too Obviously, like maybe
2: like someone like Austin Theory
1: possibly yeah, could have yeah. benefited that's, from yeah, that because right. he's been going nowhere but so. the thing is that hold to them was Triple H wanted them remember that whole thing where him and Vince had uh, differing ideas of how to push them uh, being more flamboyant Vince didn't like that and then Vince went away but then they were supposed to get repackaged and then oh, yeah. they were kept off TV okay, and then when okay, they okay. got thrown into the Andre Memorial and someone in the back got pissed that they were in there because they're like they're not supposed to be on TV. So then it happened again. They got thrown to a icy title contender battle royal, and then they sent them home. And took away, took away like, travel. Like it's their fault. Yeah, exactly. It was so crazy. So, so but bro, but they talked about that they filmed two vignettes to pitch, which I thought this was interesting. Was one was calling themselves the fixers, where they would just be the heavies of somebody that would fix any uh, any situation that had a threat, basically. Of you know, maybe he, APA, he sort a he, he, he
2: ain't he ain't a heavy. No, yeah, <laughs> <you're> not <yeah, laughs> Mace. Maybe yeah, but him no. Exactly. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other one
1: was called the answer, which would have been more of a pyramid scheme that led to a cult. Which was like hmm, that's kind of interesting. They could have done that. I think so too. They so. could.
2: I mean Mansour, uh, he, Did I am I saying it right? Mansour, man, Mansoor, yeah. Mansour, I'm sorry. He definitely could have been like the guy that like is the salesman to get him to bring him to the uh, to the the meeting. Yeah. And then definitely. and then you see freaking uh, Mace's and the one with the the one in, with the hood in, in the middle of the pentagram or whatever. The fuck. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh man. Like, I, I, I could definitely see that. Like. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, uh, yeah. okay, of course we got. Uh, so moving on from that, Dana Brooke, uh, yeah. someone named Bryce in Montana, which I'm uh, surprised. I am concerned about the Dana Brooke thing because Kalani Jordan, although I can't say I'm a fan, I'm interested in her growth. But I don't know where they're gonna, how they're gonna present her now without her, you know, uh, Dana being in her corner or whatever, or being her mentor. Uh, Quincy Elliott, uh, Rick Boogs. Aaliyah, Boom. which apparently a lot of people had expected to be on the list because, you know, she was cleared to return from injury a uh, while ago but never returned to TV, was never seen backstage, and was not factored into creative plans at all, uh, which, you know, kind of sucks because I thought she was talented. and just, you know, she had a, a lot to compete against, you know. So uh, Emma, Riddick Moss. Uh, they gave inter- her that
2: big win, didn't they? Like, uh, I forgot who it was against.
1: Like, she, got the, she won the vacant tag team straps with Raquel.
2: No, but she also had this other win before this. She had, like, some... Um, was it Shayna? Maybe it was. I'm mm. trying to remember. I remember they gave her some huge win early. Mm. Or maybe it was... I'm trying to remember what it was. It was some record that she held. Got gotcha. oh, Yeah, yeah they that's a big right. Deal, yeah.
1: Uh, Riddick Moss was actually said to be a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, he actually thought Mm. that he had the potential to reach main event level status while others internally did not share that same sentiment you know what
2: it's funny because I'm willing to bet he saw what I saw a little bit of and that was a little bit of the franchise in him
1: yeah yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Top Dollar, who's already said he's taking bookings as of January 1st of 2024. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, who's, you know, I'm, I was surprised, but he's, you know, he's a good veteran, but they just weren't using him towards the end. Uh, Mustafa Ali, which is kind of a mixed bag, because he's curious. wanted to, to leave prior, but he's got this, you know, up. He was just this on next NXT Saturday. this week. Yeah, next right. He was in line for a, for a North American title match next Saturday, so I don't know how that's going to go. I guess... Sounds like if I like, there's
2: I'm, promo material out with his face on.
1: It, yeah, exactly. So, so it's that that one's more curious. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he lands because you got to remember he was like a couple times like rubbing at the doorknob of the title picture. I don't know if he'd ever win the title, but you know he had the whole thing where he got hurt and that essentially led to Kofi Mania. And then yeah. apparently he was supposed to win that Money in the Bank briefcase before they factored Brock into the plan. So, um you know, they were
2: just like, uh, how do we kill Kofi Mania?
1: Yeah, Brock. Brock. Oh, how do we kill Ali Mania? Oh, let's use Brock again. It's like Jesus. (laughs) Two birds, one stone, They couldn't,
2: I don't don't understand. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. And then uh, two
1: more names. Elias, who last appeared in a Raw Battle Royale in May. His absence has not been injury-related per Fightful, but he's been pitching creative ideas up until a month ago, but, you know, I guess.
2: They ruined him, bro. Yeah. Like, the whole Ezekiel thing is stupid. Yeah. Like, that should have never happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you even were going to repackage him, just still call him Elias and have him just say, I'm I'm doing something different now. Like, don't, don't like, him fucking, you know, you yeah. get it all as, like, this dumb rib where it's like, you know, Kevin Owens is beefing with him because he's trying to get everyone to believe that they're not the same, that they're, they're the same guy. And they're yeah, yeah. It, it's it was just, just a waste so, of everyone's time. So that, much, you know? yeah. And, and Elias was, uh, he was good at what he did. I always remembered that the bit he had with Kevin when he was calling out the Seattle Supersonics and all the heat they got. Oh, yeah, that's,
1: uh, yeah, everyone's, stuff, yes, dude, great, so... great stuff. And finally, of course, Dolph Ziggler, which yeah. is kind of surprising, but at the same time, you know, he's been there 19 years. I mean, I got to read this stuff off because it's very impressive. 19 yes, years, he's had 1,554 TV matches for the Jesus. company, which is the third most in, in history. So you got to think about, and, who, and, and, think and about who's that came behind. In, Cena and, and, and when who? he
2: came in, around the time he came in, you're yeah. thinking like, He's third? Geez. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Two-time world heavyweight champ, one-time NXT champ, six-time intercontinental champ, two-time U.S. champion, four-time tag team champion, a one-time Money in the Bank winner, which is 2012. The the most,
2: I mean, some would say, if not the top three, at least the top five, cash-ins of all time
1: i would say too yeah it's it's it's, it's definitely top, it. three or top top. I would top say top five for wow. sure
2: like some people may see it mm, okay two. yeah i mean everyone, in terms of how over it was well, yeah I mean, like it's it's everyone's always talking about the the first edge one and then they always talk about the uh uh seth rollins yeah of right? course yeah but it's
1: like that one for sure yeah those was, mm-hmm. yeah i uh, i i can't even yeah yeah
2: you can't really rank them but they, they but that dean yeah. ambrose
1: one wasn't bad either
2: oh yeah the same night with the shield yeah that was that was uh Mm -hmm. That was a whole uh, lot. And uh, this man, he he
1: received praise, you know, from everybody. I mean, I like this one from Big E. He said, "I was so immensely fortunate to start my time on the main roster next to uh, Ziggler. I learned so many Mm. lessons about this crap by watching and listening. One of the smoothest workers I've ever been in the ring with. Thank you for everything you've done for me, Zigman. You know, and he got you know from Austin Creed to Dustin Rhodes on the other side. You know, um, Natty." night hard as well a lot of people i mean he even got uh praise online from the rock and cena
2: i seen uh uh, matt cardona had put out uh, yeah i was gonna read that uh, in in a second
1: yeah Yeah, but uh it should also be noted that apparently Dolph was said to be done with the company years ago but was convinced to stay and his contract was going to get extended into next summer um and then he was pitched for a producer role which he immediately declined so i wonder if, if him doing that is (laughs) Maybe what <laughs> ah,
2: none of y'all gonna get my finishes that you don't want to give me i got this yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. i ain't giving away my dope finishes yeah and obviously um, you know
1: all the releases with the jobs and stuff has been kind of ill received in the back because the yeah, same day they announced this 1.4 billion dollar deal with nbc universal to move smackdown to usa and it's a whole thing and we've talked about it a little bit off mic where you know the tv rights for ron and nxt are coming up uh next month and so even the uh vice pre- or the president of TKO is talking about maybe shortly extending it so that when it's done, it coincides with the ex- expiration date for the UFC rights, so yeah. that they can shop them together as a yeah. package deal to streaming services, so they can say, you know, th- we're the new home of combat sports. Which the reason why people like that, don't so. want
2: that. I remember we were talking about that is the fact that uh, it's like, oh great, so now they're gonna charge us what sixty bucks for a, a, a PLE now.
1: Yeah, dude, i will be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
2: you know, like it's, a, I don't know, it's like. I don't know if there's anyone in there, yeah, for the benefit of the wrestling portion of it when they got the forty nine to the fifty one, like you're telling me,
1: you yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, and we're talking percentage ownership for those who are not following on that, but yeah, it, it's um, it, it's kind of you know, and then it, it's the fact that like, you know, a lot of these guys think the ones a lot of people on that list didn't really get a chance, you know, to basically really get over because there's been so much turn turnover and then the end you know the deal and like people are getting there's no creative for people so it's like so how can you you know you, you i can't,
2: mean the ones i've never heard of i can agree to that but everyone else like they were on the main roster for the most part you yeah but i mean
1: i mean i, mean, I guess to look at someone like Aaliyah, like that like literally they, they, they were, said they, they had no creative plans for her at all to the point where she wasn't even backstage anymore you know so
2: i, I mean they they they're i don't know it's weird like
1: and Elias is kind of a that that's a curious one to me too. Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: because I mean, I, my only pitch for that is that you got a guy like Rick Boogs, mm. you got Elias, yeah, and then you got a guy who could be a lead singer like Dolph Ziggler. Mm. I mean, those three could be a cool package, low key on some yeah. rock stars. Yeah, shit. I mean, not yeah, not, not no already shit. done
1: that whole brett michaels yeah, look he, you know sure with the God, this is yeah. guns N'
2: roses like i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta Brent got a guy like michaels, rick, axel rose yeah. you, gotta, you gotta do like you know you got you got rick boogs who's like he whatever you tell he in it you yeah know what yeah mean? for sure and then you got a legit guy uh elias who who be on the actual like strum the the strings same as uh same as uh our boy boogs like, yeah it might be a cool little touch
1: yeah man but and, and just to kind of cap off uh to like the, the You know, just with the whole deal with the, you know, uh, because... Actually, now, I'll go back. Let me start off with the Matt Cardona thing. It's a little lighter. He says to to those who are just released, this can mm-hmm. be the end of your career or it could be the beginning. Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's mm-hmm. not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating, but it can also be incredibly rewarding in more ways than one if you work your fucking asses off. I hope to see a lot of you down the road, which I thought was very encouraging. Yeah. But back to this corporation stuff. <laughs> um. It's very interesting because Kurt, you know, well, there, there's a lot of things they're trying to do. Again, with that package thing, uh, you know, trying to, they're trying to do, uh, They're t- there's talk about a trios division coming and revamping all the, the belts in their divisions now, like in, in the w- on the main roster. Which in is, WWE? Yeah.
2: Why the fuck would they do six men? They no even, idea. They, they don't even like to do like. They, they want to do...
1: introduce weight classes as well.
2: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, uh, so I don't know. So wrestling? But yeah, and, but what's interesting with all these moves that have been happening, uh, this also came out from TKO because there's a SEC pending investigation again in Vince coming around the corner, and this is kind of weird. It's almost like they only wanted Vince on to get certain things done. Well, well and,
2: he's, he's gone, eh? I don't even think he, he's well, like...
1: Well, this, this was where he says... It says, Vince's, Vince McMahon's membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity and yeah. or have other adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. His membership also may result in additional scrutiny or otherwise exacerbate the other risks described herein. And that's also on the tail end of, uh, I heard about this, like, they, they had a first ever uh meeting with the talent backstage and i guess you know there was a lot of eye rolls because he kept saying before this this merger happened this company got real stagnant and everyone's like and plateaued is or his exact words as if no it got way better when you left but you're trying to act like when, this? yeah he was trying to act like in his absence that the product went down, Man. he said it got stagnant and plateaued. So Man, he had a I lot would, of eye I rolls. Spoke,
2: I would have spoke the fuck up for
1: sure. Well, he had this whole thing, and then apparently there was more to it. Some people also noted he was in there walking with a cane. Because, you know, he's still uh, at the back surgery rehab he's so doing. So people
2: have been saying that they think that this that could be a sham. Like, kind of like how Vince mm. went with the neck brace when he was doing the whole steroid <sighs> trial. That he, all of a sudden he, like, like he's needed this surgery forever. But all of it, he decided, he's he, he magically decides to do it where it coincides directly yeah. in the scheduling, as a scheduling conflict. Or, you know, just in the direct uh, timeline of when this Trials about to be going. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, he might be be wheeled around in the wheelchair. I'm like, dog. Yeah, but you doing? know what? Is crazy too. Is is
1: apparently the added the, game. the added report to the meeting was that when he was done, he didn't really get a reaction. You probably and need, he had to go. I'm. I'm he, he literally said, "I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it!" And he was like, "Clap!" Like and like he had to incite it. That's that's. Yeah, like when I heard it, the guy, bad. literally, literally, sad, literally, bro. Like, literally yeah. when I saw a report, they were like, that's gross. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of how I feel when you hear that. It's Man. like you had to incite your own, you know, but this is also interesting. Despite whatever was said about his membership on the board or whatnot, Kurt Shoot. Angle that so recently cringe. said, when I came back to WWE, I'm going to have he told me that I'm going to have this company for a lot longer than you think Mr. Angle. I'm 73 right now. My mom lived to be 101. I'm planning on living till I'm 120. He said, I'm never letting the company go. I'm always going to be working here. They're going to have to pull it, no, pry it from my cold, dead hands, is what he said to Kurt Angle.
2: He over here cutting promos like when cameras are off and shit. Like, yeah.
1: But speaking of Kurt geez. Angle, I do have uh, a concerning update. He was recently talking to Joe Rogan on his podcast and he said, I can't feel my pinky fingers. I have a lot of atrophy in my arms. I don't have a lot of strength. I can curl for like 20 pound dumbbells. When I do triceps, I can only push the weights about 60 pounds forward. I don't have a lot of strength in my upper body. If you look at my chest right here, you'll see there's a dip here. That's from my neck. That's a nerve that died and no longer have this muscle on my chest. I have a complete ripple through my chest. It will never come back and I'm afraid it's going to happen again. So I'm going to have to have a fusion sooner than later because if I don't, the damage is going to get worse and worse and then my arms are going to end up shrinking to nothing. And then he said he also has nerves that are being pinched and they're not being able to flow down his arms or his fingers uh, so they're freezing cold. They're always cold. I don't have any circulation. This is all extra skin because of what the size my arms used to be. I'm barely making it right now. My arms are 15 inches now. They used to be 18 or 19, so I'm Jeez. just struggling. So, yeah.
2: I mean, you can kind of see it with the way that he – uh, his stance. Yeah. In his later years, especially going Punch, towards yeah, the we've talked retirement, about that. and um, you could see like it's like his neck is kind of just you know, you know how they have like cankles. It's like this. I want his neck, his neck kind of cankled into yeah, his, a little uh, bit, shoulder, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, my thing is selfishly, I, I always wanted Kurt to have. He deserved way better for his retirement, but I also want him to be safe. Yeah, you know what I mean, and healthy, and obviously I, I can't. You know some of that's attributed to some of the stuff that he was addicted to and all that stuff too, but yeah, you know, um, but man I, that's he him being one of my top five for sure he that kind of sucks. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> but speaking of coming back from injury, man, uh, you know, I'm sure people already heard Randy Orton was spotted at the PC earlier this did week. hear about that. Uh, so, and it's, you know. Which a lot kn- of
2: people contributed because, you know, with the whole Matt Riddle stuff you had talked about last week. Yeah. They were like, this is probably why he hasn't been released.
1: Well, no. Uh, uh, true. Well, I, I guess Riddle hasn't been on TV because he actually was battling, um, I don't know if it's, it wasn't bronchitis. It, well, he got sick uh, last week, so. He was sick of not drinking since yeah. he was drunk after being in rehabbed. Who's that? Riddle? Uh, oh, said, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I keep forgetting he, he had that whole deal. But, uh, yeah, it's it should be noted that there is a very strict rule in WWE that says that a talent who is to make the return must work out in some capacity at the PC. So that has a lot of people really pumped, you know, because obviously yeah. The Rock just popped up, though. I don't know if that's a full-blown return. And, you know. he He's,
2: uh, I mean, he's he's out here campaigning to get that Philly spot. And it's yeah. It's just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I, mean, I love you, Rock, but I mean. You fucked us, Doug. I mean, this is what he said, he too. He said, it, LA, it's not the
1: injuries I'm concerned about. It's not even the schedule. I control the schedule to a large degree. It comes down to the reason why and what we can create, something we haven't done for the fans in regards to not being back in the WWE full time. So he did tweet, you know, thanks, everyone. He said that was one of the biggest pops he's ever gotten. Uh, and, of course, Grayson Waller said, I'm so grateful and humble, I can give you the loudest crowd reaction of all time. <laughs> and, and, he, and he put, you know, your favorite a-hole. That's because everyone
2: thinks that he that he's trying to angle for some sort of big match with either John Cena or uh, The Rock when they go to Perth.
1: Gotcha. Oh yeah, that's right. Because suppose
2: the news is they're going to be pushing like a lot like, uh, like for elimination the, chamber. Yeah, right? the yeah. Bronson Reed's and the Rhea Ripley's and well, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I mean, I think Emma was on that, uh, fucking yeah thing. But you no, would no. you would have thought yeah. Um, and speaking, yeah. oh good Uh, Oh, yeah. No, uh, they were just expecting it to push going into that pay per view, basically. Yeah.
1: And then uh, speaking of the PC, we brought up Jade Cargill uh, last week, and uh, it's been. You know, reported that she was expected to be at the performance center this week. Really? Um, yeah. Or, or this past. We got to say, uh, this is from Meltzer. He says she was in Orlando today. This is on Monday. He reported this. I asked if she was at the PC. People have not seen her, but it doesn't mean she wasn't there. They're doing main roster creative for her right now. It's high priority. They're not bringing her in to be like Alba Fire or of Chance or like Von Wagner uh, that are brought up, and they have no idea what to do with them. They're kind of and they, you know, kind of disappear. It's almost like why did we bother calling them up? She's being earmarked. Uh, For real stuff, is what they said. So, and Tony Khan recently, you know, because that's what's so interesting is she said that she would love to. Uh, you know she wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But A W is what she recently said in an interview. But um, so I you know and, and again it is a contract expiration, so maybe it's over money. Who knows? But uh, Tony Khan recently said, as far as Jade goes, I can't really comment on the that except to say that Jade's been a great wrestler for A W and certainly always welcome in A W. You know, could always be someone we would always love to work with us here in A W. Is all he really said. So and then uh, I wanted to end on some you know I know we started with the releases, but something I thought was really cool. Um uh Alexa Bliss has been discovered that uh you know she has uh let everyone know what her baby's name's going to be Honestly. uh which is uh Hendrix Rouge and uh so Hendrix is uh, is an inspiration from Jimi Hendrix but she said Rouge for personal reasons in relation to the color red and fans were able to basically mm-hmm. you know figure out that it was a tribute to Bray, because yep. a lot of people don't, well, maybe people remember, but his promo when he had this feud with John Cena, he says, I am the color, color red in a world a full, full of black, black and white, and, white yeah. and so I just thought that was really yep. cool, you know, and she liked both of those um, tweets that had asked her, which a lot of people said, oh, you know, confirmed kind of thing, which... You know, I, I, it's like sometimes just leave it
2: alone. Mm-hmm. Some people get a little bit too eager to get that information. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like she she hasn't spoken about it in a while, and I'm glad that she was able to get her space for the most part. Yeah. So for her to feel comfortable to share that out there, I mean, that's, that's cool. But, yeah, give her still still just, you know, be a little graceful,
1: guys. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Yeah. And then moving on to AEW, um, Jake Hager recently uh, retired from MMA. Uh, I thought that was interesting. It had a positive record of uh, three wins, zero losses, and I think one – tie it looks like yeah I think uh, so yeah, i
2: remember that they beat the shit out of each other in that tie i would have been hot
1: yeah definitely no like, so. nah, dude someone has to fucking win dude like fuck that seriously man and then uh andrew zarian recently uh reported that is contemplating increasing its pay-per-view count to 12 events per year i don't know what? if that's actually you gonna do. happen but there are discussions of ho- them hosting another pay-per-view uh uh, right before the new year, possibly December twenty ninth. Uh, you know, and I
2: think a slow rollout would be smart, so that it's not super.
1: Yeah, because I think full gear is a good way to go off for the year. I don't think we need. Yeah, a...
2: well, the reason I say this because they just had the two back to back, all in, all out, be at the pay for them back to back, and then now they're advertising for next Sunday. That's going to be for Russell Dream, and I'm thinking Russell Dream was going to be a TV thing. Yeah, but it, it's an actual pay per view have to pay for it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't. I mean. I do remember that report you had a couple of months ago where they said that they were thinking about. Thinking about it and I think Zarian yeah, was the one that brought I think that up too. it was too. Yeah, that, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. And I was just going to move on to some injury updates. I'm sure you're going to get into this part of your review, but John Moxley, um, you know, it's being said that he, for now, a, a concussion has not been confirmed, but I know that it has been confirmed that it was his audible that was called in his match with Ray Phoenix. Um, you know, backstage, that he was spotted with uh, I think it was Renee, Claudio, Yuta, uh Tony Khan as well, and Orange Cassidy went to visit him at his trailer. Um po- Post, uh, you I know, he uh, got a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's moxie, baby. <laughs> yeah, babe. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm, gonna uh, go, I'm gonna go cook some more bacon before yeah, the match. <laughs> yeah, he was able to make it back uh, without man. anyone's help, but he did get checked on right away. And then, additionally uh you know we had uh adam cole seemingly hurt maybe have a foot injury yeah that
2: one i didn't i I saw it but i didn't get an update on that one but i was interested to hear because like i told you i saw the report it was like
1: adam cole in in the hospital
2: following a w dynamite i'm like what oh no Samoa Joe got him and then yeah. I watched the match I'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh no he got himself yeah, he got, yeah, him. he got exactly. himself yeah, yeah, definitely
1: man but uh, yeah no, it was uh, yeah he definitely it was not part of the action he was trying to jump off because I love when they have that uh, that ramp they go straight yeah, to the yeah, ring Yeah, and there were some good spots on that ramp for sure yep. but, um, yeah, but yeah I just felt bad because like yeah he came down bad on his ankle apparently he did go to the hospital and left with crutches but I haven't heard if it's like a sprain or how you know what the severity of it is but it's probably I would... a
2: minor sprain I wouldn't doubt it yeah
1: I will say the ironic thing about uh john you know possibly getting injured it literally came on the hills with this quote where he says uh uh, your life becomes traveling at a certain point in this game. It's really amazing how that adds up on your body. Uh, he says, the doctor last year told me that I have the arthritis of a 70-year-old man, and that was quite humbling. That was a year or two ago, so by now it's I like a 72-year-old man. because <laughs> like, I don't move very well in the mornings, but thank God children her at night because that by then I'm pretty loosened up. Yeah, so, I did
2: read that. I was like, well, how much longer you got, bro? Cause yeah, that's kind of
1: where I was at, and you got a daughter now. and Yeah, you want to make sure you can still pick her up.
2: And I, I know that's not my, none of my business to comment on, but I'm just thinking about uh, Uh, What they call it A quality of life Yeah definitely You know what I mean And shit man And we will just He's like yo Your boy just fucking Scared the shit out of my forehead And then he dropped me on my dome Yeah seriously (laughs) Like what the fuck
1: uh, see, and then i just uh, have three more items here uh but they're all related minor update on jack perry as you guys know he was suspended indefinitely following the all-in incident now there's kind of been a update of sorts from uh sean ross Sapp on the hump he had said that uh, i think there's going to be a significant amount of money missed out from him because it is either without pay or with a big fine i just know either way he's taking a financial hit so for those that think maybe the uh you know, the pendulum didn't swing equally on in terms of the punishment with both guys and their involvements on that. It, you know, maybe that'll quell some of your concerns there. But speaking of that, I guess I have to go to the other side of the coin, CM Punk. Uh, you know, the more important uh, update, I should say, is it's been reported by Nick Hossman that, uh, quote, from what I gather, Punk is looking to avoid any further litigation and move on with his life. He was described to me as someone breathing a sigh of relief now that he is away from the day to day drama that seemed to follow him for AW, which inconclusive means that he is not. Not going to be suing, uh, you know, Tony Connor AEW. It seems so, but worth noting that he, of course he had to steer the pot as uh, you know he does do his commentary for a CFFC. Uh, I believe it's like mixed yeah. martial arts, and while he was on there, you know he. There was an exchange between him and his co commentator where, you know, they were talking about the bright lights, the big production. I mean, they see CM Punk in the house. They get all nervous. You know what I mean? And the punk says, well, they might. I don't know. For different reasons, depending on what you're reading, I don't know. And then after some laughter, they said, you know, some of them fear for their lives, I heard, which I thought was just kind of whack. What a, you know? A big move. Yeah. But I, I thought so too. And then at some point, uh, you know, he did talk to, I believe it's. Uh, uh, not john who's it? Uh, R- rob haydack who's the uh the boss of CFFC and he's like oh you must have some free time now and he says oh yeah like i got uh basically months, i got I two months on, on... yeah, yeah. I'll be nothing on my hands for the next two months which of course november 25th in chicago survivor series which you know i'll be honest i don't really care if he's gonna be there now i mean if they get him they get him but i i don't know
2: who i mean they i don't know i i, I heard the uh i think we we may have even spoken about the the statement already from Nick Khan regarding Phil. Yeah. A, I mean, it, like, you know, whatever's good for Phil, you know, it's good for Phil. And I'm like thinking, yeah, but we're not paying for
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: yeah. It's like, we're not going to entertain the bullshit. Like, cause mm-hmm. I mean, what makes you think that he, you know, It might be worth it to you. I, my thing is like, I don't know if it's worth dealing with the monster that Tony created. You yeah. know what I mean? No. Yeah. And knowing that, he is not going to pull that same shit there. Like he, knowing that he only pulled that shit with Tony because he knew he could.
1: Yeah, definitely. And again, and I don't know what that the... looks like
2: with new management, with, with all the what's going on with the merger and all that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but it, it's, a, I mean, you can't also pretend that it's not also a, a huge risk to the business. Yeah. I agree. With the way that he conducted himself over there and didn't really give a shit. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? So. Well, I got some notable names that have finally broke their silence. Name uh, those names, punk. dog. Brian Danielson. Uh, Fuck yeah. He spoke with Sports Illustrated and said, "In any job, when you lose somebody who's very important, or you lo- or you lose somebody you really like working with, that's hard. But everyone keeps doing their job." At any time there is loss or controversy or struggle inside an organization, it's a chance to bring people closer. It's also a chance to divide people. So you have this thing where you can use struggle to make your life worse, or you can use struggle to make your life better. When I lost my father, I came out on the backside. I was worse. Struggling with my depression, I've come out of it better. So now, so how you approach something and how you learn from something—that's what makes the difference. And another notable name: Samoa Joe. Uh, This was to the New York Post. He said, I had imagined there are tons of things that are misunderstood or betrayed about him saying, you know, CM Punk. Now what those things are, it's who's representing in what way. I can't really give you a blanket statement as far as what those things are. For the most part, our relationship has been very, especially for these years has been very non-wrestling related. It's just been extra extraneous stuff outside of the world of wrestling and talking about life stuff. Uh, And then he continued said, um, for the most part, I haven't read what's been betrayed. There's been so much said. I'm not the one to go out there and try to debunk everything. I know we had the initial incident. Everybody rallied. Everybody got together, got their heads together, and lined up and got ready to do the show. We went out there and we did the show. That really was the focus at that point in time. We got a massive show to do. We got fans out there, rabid to see what's going to happen. So it's important that we step up and do and do it, and it's important that we did it, and I was proud to be part of that. That's up to whoever, because he was asked about, you know, was it an intense scene backstage? And you said, that's up to whoever perceives it. Mm-hmm. I'm used to that environment. Those things don't seem very intense to me, but it could be something crazy intense to someone else. I don't really, I can't be really affected by the moment. I was more focused on getting the show back on track and getting us going because it was bell time. Which, you know, Joe, that doesn't surprise me. He's very much all business, and he's been in the game for a while. I mean, he ain't, ain't there
2: He ain't there to, you know, he ain't going to play nobody's game and get give anybody a, a fucking... Something to clip up, you yeah, know what I mean, and nah. twist
1: and all that. So, And I just wanted to play this clip from Chris Jericho, who also kind of speaks on it and uh, also just adds to the overall morale now uh, in a post, I guess, uh, uh, I'll call it a post-punk uh, locker room for AEW. But let's see how it goes.
0: So it's not like this is the first time there's been incidents backstage. It happens. I just think now with with social media that people want to jump on the negative, negative, negative. And like, you know, we know the issues and and the issues are, are, you know, that have been rectified. But the point is, it's like there's so much positive things going on. And those things are always kind of a little bit downplayed. But it's the negative that that gets focused on. I know what's going on in the locker room. And we know what areas we need to work on. And you can't, I mean, negative press is is negative press. Once again, you still got out of those 81,000 people, how many people know what even happened or even really care? You know what I mean? mean, The the hardcore and the the, the journalists and the guys who who do this care, and and we should. But there's also fans, like, you know, not just 81,000, but how about being number one on cable, you know, once again, four weeks in a row? I mean, number one, the number one show out of all shows is AEW. So to me, that's that's a huge positive that also gets kind of lost in the shuffle, you know, because you know somebody is in a bad mood one day or whatever it may be, it it, it happens. It's wrestling. We're all gypsies, tramps, and thieves, and there's going to be issues from time to time.
1: Is the company better now than it
2: was
0: a month ago? Yes. yes. Fair enough. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that was on Busted Open Radio, um, and that was Bubba uh, that was asking him there, and kind of uh, in addition to that, he had uh, added on the same interview. He says, uh, you know the short answer is yes there are also people that are higher up in the company we're working together to suggest and the thing with aw is we grow so fast look at our company now look at the infrastructure i was reading wwe layoffs the other day and there's people i'm like what is this position i don't even know what this means wwe has such a huge infrastructure we do not we need to grow that but who's the right people we've got to, to identify the place where we need a little bit of growth and go from there tony is very organized and tony's very passionate but once again here we are four years in there's a lot of stuff that none of us know we've never ran our own company before but we learned a lot from vince tony's tony vince was vince you have to work within the boss's system it all rests in what tony Khan wants to do what tony wants to do is to continue to grow the company that's what chris jericho wants to do that's what brian danielson wants to do that's what john moxley wants to do so we're all working together to patch up maybe some of the holes and continue to build this wall higher and higher and higher to me to see the growth so quickly is a little bit scary we're not figuring out what we need to do because we're now just figuring out what we need to do to grow is what he said so i just thought that was a uh, very interesting because because I'm, you know, I want people to be able to focus on something other than punk news, and I feel like we always gotta keep talking about them. And it's not me be trying to be biased. No, no, it's just it feels like it dominates it. Yeah. the news, you know. And sometimes you want to hear something good instead of people who are bickering and can't get along backstage. Like you know, that's not why we like wrestling. You know? I mean, we, we don't
2: like to hear. I mean, it's fans. You want to. I mean, you you know you can understand already that not everyone's gonna get along. Yeah. But in a, in a climate right now where everyone's so critical of the product and you know that they have something to offer as a actual strong alternative to what everyone's been watching with WWE, which is not to say it's going to replace WWE, but when you're trying to get some people to try to figure it out and watch it for themselves, then all they hear is all that shit. It's yeah. like 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 Jericho was saying to his point. It's like it sucks because everything you're trying to fucking tell them or everything that, that could be... Uh, touted to them already You know it, It's already just Has that black cloud Of all the shit going on Yeah It's yeah, like yeah, exactly. It just takes the forefront Of everything So it makes it seem like They're less It seems like amateur hour And it's not fair You know yeah, what I mean yeah, So yeah. I totally get
1: that When it comes to all the effort And everyone busting their ass To try to like you said be number one on cable yeah, so definitely and finally there was an interesting quote uh that was uh actually not having to do with aw specifically but with edge and the possibility of him coming to aw from chris jericho he says for him to come to aw with a whole fresh new coat of paint a whole new roster of matches that he can have obviously a new name what i would do is a whole new look and a whole new mindset so i thought that was interesting because um i mean this is the guy that's done it
2: so many times yeah,
1: before so definitely and i mean eric bischoff he's said something, too, but he was not so complimentary. He was like, oh, I know he wants to join his friend and finish out his career with Christian, but he should be trying to, like, expand his acting career, do this, do that. He goes, um, he's he just, like, basically, you know, using it to insult AEW as a second-rate company and thinking, like, it, it, it's the potential to kind of Bruh, tarnish his like, legacy. Look, you
2: could just look at the WWE roster and say the same thing about half that older roster that was on there. Very true. That you kept putting on your fucking TV screens.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, come on, fam. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing I think with Eric is, you know, especially watching that uh, Dark Side of the Ring with yes. versus Russo. It was like, man, there's a lot of, like, kind of delusions of grandeur mm-hmm. on how much you, like, there's a lot of reduction of, of, uh, of uh, uh, revisionist uh, history of, of yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or, or just even going to say, like, just his, what his acknowledgement of fault is. is like No, there's, of, yeah. if, if at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. if, if any
2: acknowledgement or any type of uh, liability that he wants yeah. to even
1: cop to. Like, yeah, exactly. It's barely there, yeah. But anyway, that was the news this week, man. All
2: right. Well, um, which way do you want to go? You want to go NXT or should we uh to give you a break? I mean, I can go in Dynamite.
1: Yeah. Well, do you... <laughs> Should we take a quick break? Yeah, yeah, back?
2: yeah. You know what? Yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll go right into the coverage. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what is about to go down. Winter Circle Pro Wrestling proudly presents Victory Lab. That is right. We return to the beautiful city of Chino, California, Friday November 3rd again for victory lap we're going to be rolling out way more announcements including matchup announcements but of course we just dropped another reveal for the talent today in the modern Spartan Jordan Cruz making his return if you saw him he had a hell of a victory against the DKC at hard to earn and that is including the rest of the reveals we've already told you. The World Heavyweight Champion, Dom Kubrick. The P4P Champion, Slice Boogie. The Queen of Aerobic Style, Delilah Du, making her in-ring debut officially. Plus, the return of El Primo Henio. The Tag Team Champions, the West Coast Wrecking Crew are going to be in the house as well. And do not forget, we just announced the return of the Ultimate Athlete, J-Rod. And the debut of the Mountain Breaker himself, Koda Hero, along with Rich homie show looking for that hardware shogun will also be in the house and that is not it as we have much more to announce coming out with the rollout officially for victory lap and all you got to do to make sure you stay tuned and stay notified is to follow us on social media that is at Winter Circle Pro on Instagram, at Winter Circle PW on Twitter, as well as at Winter Circle PW on Facebook as well. And please, please do not forget to go and get your pre-sale tickets for Victory Lap right now. And that is at victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Once again, victory-lap.eventbrite.com.
1: Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. The
0: third man? Hey!
2: What the hell is going on here? Yep, we are back. Yeah. I guess we're going a little
1: bit and out of, I guess, out of order. Off-road. <laughs> well, I mean, we have been kind of making it a habit to kick it off with review, but we did go ahead and do the news this time around. But I think G- you know it was more pressing and Gave y'all a little fresher. taste of the past. How y'all like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little fresher on the uh, on the heels of, like, recent or, or current events, too. But, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I was going for a while. So if you want to go ahead and stretch those vocal cords out, my dude, it is your name I on mean, the podcast. I, you I, know? I
2: figured I might as well earn my namesake and yeah. my monies well, for the you day. You should. Uh <laughs> yeah. you come in here with your with your personalized parking spot and Megan is Phil all small. You better fucking come uh, in and work. I don't have to say it, yeah. No. Um, I was, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> uh we opened up a Dynamite, obviously it was the Grand Slam edition of Dynamite and uh that's not it. They actually are gonna uh, extend the Grand Slam sentiment. Down to Rampage this uh, week as well. Yeah, two um, hours. Yeah, two hours. Which I was like, I didn't. I think they did the same thing when I went. Mm. I I want to say that it was a four-hour show. I do want to say
1: that. Oh la You didn't bring me along on that trip, did you? Did you want to come? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You know. I want to see Brian Danielson not that bad it was cool it was like
2: <laughs> i mean i watched watch him on tv for the freezies yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but we had
2: claudio Castagnoli uh taking on eddie kingston title versus Saitos, who was our weight champion versus a uh, new japan open weight champion yeah um you know real early claudio targets eddie's arms for a bit before going into the european uh uppercut route which starting now i will be referring to them as euros in, yeah. in a review going forward yes uh Claudio showed off his strength. This is pretty usual. You know, that's, that's pretty much his game. Uh, he hit a deadlift gut wrench suplex, but uh, instead of floating over into a another additional gut wrench suplex, he actually floated into a release gut wrench uh, powerbomb.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I was like, oh, okay, Dr. Bomb. Trying mm-hmm. trying to, okay. Release. Uh, after the break, though, uh, Claudio had uh, Eddie in the corner just smothering him with more Euros and... Uh, then, for some reason, he hit Scorpio's move, uh, Scorpio uh, Sky. He yeah, well, the, he – I noticed TKO.
1: a couple matches, uh, even in the match against Ricky and Big Bill, he hit a TKO. Oh, okay. So, so okay. It's, it's kind of a newly added uh, – I'd be kind of hot. I ain't
2: going to lie to you. That was my finish for a while. And well, I'm no one's to...
1: hitting it like Scorpio, though. And yeah. Then, and and it, he it, wouldn't be the only one that has a move that someone else does in the company, but, you the, know. Yeah, yeah. 630, 4, mm-hmm. 4, 450. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh
2: Claudio hits some uh, basement uh, boots, but Eddie is defiant as ever, and uh, he ends up hitting a uh, exploder and a Saito side suplex for a near fall of his own. Uh, Eddie then tries for the machine gun chops in the corner.
1: Yeah, like powers up, dude. Yeah.
2: But uh, Claudio no-sells him, <laughs> walks out of the corner as he and Eddie exchange rounds in the center of the ring until Claudio baits Eddie with a short-arm lariat, tries the Ricola bomb, uh, but Eddie counters into a Hurricane Rana pin for a near fall as uh, Claudio does a callback from the first match that they had, where he countered uh, the same Hurricanrana Rana uh, pin into a pin of his own, mm-hmm. uh, but Eddie was able to kick out this time. Then uh, Claudio does another callback when he hits Eddie with a stiff running Euro, like he did uh, in that tag match he had with Shibata and Yuta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Uh, was that all out? Yeah. Or Andy, all in?
1: Are, uh, all out, huh? Uh, in Chicago, I think am trying to think what when that was because I remember it was a very yeah it came out of nowhere. It I was, think because
2: because uh, it had to be because um, they were in what Stadium Stampede,
1: or was that was that all in?
2: I want to all out. I think that's, I, that's I the think Stadium Stampede
1: too. was all in. Okay. All out was the tag match. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I remember I was like that's when we had like the whole you know proud and powerful back for one night just because it was like the biggest.
1: Yeah, biggest there you go. Yeah, there you go. Good 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 memory. money go ahead.
2: No, yeah. So uh we get back there. So yeah, like I said, it was a little callback because he he hit the the that's how you beat Eddie in that yeah, match with that was Euro, the running yeah, that yeah, stick yeah. hero, yeah. Um but uh he does kick out again. Uh Claudio hits the recall up uh Ricola bomb. It's always weird to say recola bomb.
1: Uh but
2: Eddie kicks out yet again. Eddie finally hits two spinning backfists and hits a half and half suplex. Claudio gets back up though, and Eddie hits another spinning backfist and hits a Northern Lights bomb for a near fall. Uh, Kingston lands another backfist fist uh, before hitting a power bomb for the win. Yeah. Eddie Kingston is a double champion as he and Claud- uh, Claudio briefly shake hands before going the separate ways, hopefully for good. Yeah, um, I was a
1: fan of you. He was like, No, oh, I was two, and you was like, Nah, man, I was three. <laughs> He's like,
2: Because yeah. I don't know if you know if you knew that uh, they've been doing this thing him and you to. Where, like, you'd have lost the match, and then when he was cutting a promo in the back, uh, Cesaro came in the frame and was fucking euro, like, just know. hitting him with euros, Claudio, man. Sorry, whatever. He was hitting him with euros, mm-hmm. and like, but like, in the middle of the promo, oh, really? Yeah, What? Well, where he was just like not letting him talk, you know what I mean, and huh, then like. Okay. Uh, the fun, The other funny thing is Like uh, right before this match I don't know if you saw Where he was like Looking like he was like Training And then he like Looks at him And he just drives The knee into his gut mm-hmm. And then he's just like what the, He's like oh, oh yeah 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 You're, yeah, yeah, you're ready yeah. You're ready So I was like They keep using him As like a, a punching bag yeah, You know what yeah, I mean got you, So got you um, Pink cushion <laughs> It's like funny Because it's like it's, It goes back to like Yeah he lost that match So I made him do Neck bridges on Red Rock Yeah yeah yeah
1: definitely <laughs> But I want to see other people What happens when they lose Yeah yeah <laughs> mocks no we're uh, top talent we don't do that
2: (laughs) uh speaking of lost uh this boy done lost his mind uh strong (laughs) yeah uh we get a segment with him that uh was pre-taped camera opens up on a close-up of him laying down with the neck brace eyeglasses on but his eyes are closed then there's a sound of a slow ekg machine beep in the background (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you realize that they're uh you know this camera slowly pans out that they're at a hospital and uh, he's in his, uh, his his hospital bed uh, from you know obviously from last they're week. They're
1: talking like they're presiding over him with the eulogy. Dude, key, yeah, he's like, like why? It's glad like you guys could be bedside. How
2: dare you wear that color? We're mourning. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the kingdom at the bedside, like you said, get well balloons and the whole. You know, they had a nurse checking on Roddy. Cole gets there immediately. Roddy starts shouting and uh, reassures him he's there, but Roddy insists he can't see him as his eyes are still closed while wearing the eyeglasses. <laughs> And, uh, again, just want to clarify that. <laughs>
1: it's cold. Very much so, yeah. Yeah,
2: he tells Roddy, open your eyes. Wow, you're really here. Is it really you? You really <laughs> oh, came? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, Kingdom uh, always on their peanut gallery type shit. Of course, they were, like, none to please. They were, like, basically saying, oh, coincidental. You swoop right in right where we're about to leave for Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Uh, and then they warned Cole that they have, a, I guess they have an opportunity, which gets revealed later in the night, to be number one contenders for he and MJF's uh, ROH uh, World Tag Team Titles is there in a four way between uh, the it's the Kingdom, the Hardy Boys, the Righteous and the Best Friends. So pretty you dig pretty what stuck. I'm saying? Dig what I'm saying, man? It's like you'll never be brave. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna. Lie. I do dig
1: like what this. No, no, I like do. what he's doing. I'm just, I'm just well, being a dick. Yeah. yeah, I'm just being a dick
2: about it. Um, <laughs> but what w- what got me obviously was the very end when like Cole's like, oh, actually, I gotta leave too, Roddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, and then you he just <laughs> hear this slow, loud as whirring of the fucking uh, hospital yeah.
1: bed I don't know if that was like slowly gets up was it up. the motor was that the cushions rubbing against each other yeah I was like what <laughs> is that going just on just go <laughs> and, then, and then he put,
2: <laughs> just so he can lay back down and mm-hmm. stare at the see cause I feel like I, the only reason I feel like he did that is like you could at least do me the, the the courtesy of letting me see your back when you turn it on me. Yeah, when you yeah, leave. yeah, seriously,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I only had to, I, don't even put, I brought that up because it just was
1: like, no, this, that it was funny. It was good stuff. Yeah, I was like, especially in the, in the grand scheme of the story uh, that's being yeah, told. Yeah, I mean,
2: as far as far as what what Roddy's part has been, is like at least yeah. he, got, he got a little comic relief. Cool. Uh, we did follow this with a uh, a match, or no, I'm sorry, we had a Christian Cage backstage interview as well. That leads to another matchup. Uh, later this uh, this week um, Basically offers Darby another shot At Source's TNT Championship uh, The caveat being Christian will also be in the match To make it a handicap match uh, I mean a triple threat match mm-hmm. As he had this Freudian slip supposedly Supposedly <laughs> wanna... yeah. uh, And then basically says that The other caveat is Sting banned from ringside As he also tells Darby To bring the boy with him Which I'm hoping he's referring to Nick Wayne Yeah I would assume so It's yeah. like dude Let's hope You're coming off real uh, Pin- Pinocchio right now Calm down <laughs> bro <sighs> but uh, uh, we get into the next match: Chris Jericho over Sammy Guevara, first time ever. Um, did you watch this match? Yeah, I-, I watched the whole night. Yeah, I thought this was good, man. Nice callback to the WrestleMania 19, uh, mm-hmm. with you know Sammy's inspiration for the ring gear. Yeah, uh, back when Jericho yes, first right. faced Shawn Michaels, and then you also notice, you know, when when you know when they call it out later, you're like, oh yeah, he was wearing that black and red trim,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: Jericho. So you know he's you know playing his part as well. Um, this is pretty good, man. I did like, uh, you know, we had, you know, the, a little bit of back and forth in the beginning with Sammy doing like the spinning pose that he would usually do as part of sex gods, and then Jericho he comes. Yeah, and yeah, his I, part, I did enjoy that little mind you know, games. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I love. Oh, so, I mean, look, as much Jericho can be immobile or limited to what he used to do. As long as he still hits that butterfly backbreaker I'm, I'm going to Yeah, it. it was pretty you know I mean? flush and you yeah.
1: know what I've seen it look uglier but I was I was a fan of how it looked there like yeah it was yeah. good good stuff.
2: Um we, we did get Sammy hitting the Spaceman Plancha early on as well tries for the GTH early but Jericho counter with an early code breaker um which Sammy rolling out to the outside to avoid the pin and then from here we got Jericho hitting that that, that new latest uh, move he's been using that that uh Suplex off the uh, to the outside. Yeah, off I've the been apron. a fan of that.
1: He did what well, add that like earlier this year, but it's been pretty effective. Remember, he did it to Eddie Kingston first, and I was like, "What the hell?"
2: I was yeah. I w- I will say I, w- I was like thinking oh he was doing that thinking he had to get like up your know ramp you know his, his kind of intensity or his toughness mm-hmm. going up against a guy like Eddie.
1: That's what I was thinking too. I didn't think it was gonna stick. Yeah, and, and
2: then but I was like, oh, okay, if, hey, if you feel like you can mm-hmm. do it, you know, DDP wise is is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, from there we also uh, we, we we went from picture in picture. Uh, there was a few different spots that you know we got came from here. We got Sammy hitting his own code breaker for a near fall. Um, you know, we had also a big Spanish fly off the rebound uh, from Sammy as well, which Jericho he saw pretty well. Um, but then he had a huge cutter on Jericho off the top rope as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho hit the line salt, uh, but you know not without Sammy having to move over a grip, which he should have just been in place in the first, for you know to, to Yeah, the no, I, I agree. Yeah. Because whenever you move over, it just it's just it, it looks like why would you move closer to you getting hit? It, I mean, it it, it doesn't
1: make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um. Family, uh, uh, sorry, Sammy finally
2: gets the GTH off. Uh, tries to seal the deal with a diving shooting star press, but Jericho able to uh land the uh i guess the anti-air style code breaker as if, if i'm a excalibur uh target. yeah 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 mm-hmm. um after the match we get another call back from the wrestlemania 19 as sammy and jericho embrace in a hug only for sammy to kick him in the dick like jericho did to hbk in t- uh, 2003 this is true uh we then see don Callis make his way down to the ring behind sammy's shoulder it was a great call to use that shot yeah um, definitely as we get another great call from excalibur the biggest rat in new york city has just walked down <laughs> yeah. to the ring
1: well there's been i don't know if you noticed it's been a lot and it's not brand new but there's no, been yeah. a lot of rats being filmed that are yeah. just like gigantically scary yeah. it's like what is going on but i Eagle remember he,
2: he had a, a the other one he's like oh a uh, christian and dog Alice Running neck and neck for the who gets to the bottom first here, in... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's been doing a lot of these calls. Yeah, because-
1: yeah, like they're battling to be the worst yeah. human being in the world.
2: Uh, but yeah, they um, we did get something later where you know, obviously, uh, Renee tried to get some words pertaining to them having some sort of union or, or uh, affiliation together. That being Don Callis and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know Don Callis does what he always does ever since the Omega days when he, he screwed, uh, uh, helped him screw Moxley. So he's like. Well- Tune in on, on, on Dynamite or tune yeah, in yeah, on yeah, Rampage. Yeah. He
1: knows how to get people to yeah. anticipate and watch. And then sure. we also had uh, you know, a cross pass with Danny Garcia that was
2: interesting for a little bit. You see Danny look like he wants to say something? uh sammy's just kind of like what what are you looking at yeah, yeah. you know Go ahead he's and like, say it, hey, yeah. hey kid he's money he's uh, he's always money we're all money
1: calm down yeah yeah And yeah. we're going get mo- that money it's don't the mess money. my money it's the
2: money family <laughs> yeah, it's all
1: potential money for me
2: uh from here we had uh, yeah, it's a, it's always about to come up play-o. Mm-hmm. uh john moxley ray phoenix uh aw international championship uh this is a wildly active match from the jump, and the only reason I won't get into all the details is because, obviously, for the most part, we all either seen or at least heard about what happened uh, in the match with Moxley getting, obviously, legit uh, dropped on his head not once but twice. Uh, as you know, there was a botch, and some say that was uh, actually rocked throughout the match from the beginning. Like, there was some diving spot that happened from the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He seemed like he was pretty coherent from... Most of the match, I mean, I know your brain can go on autopilot. We've seen it before, especially when you see a match and you hear the guys from afterwards say, yeah, I was knocked the fuck out. You're like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I just found out that that, uh, that 60-minute Ironman match uh, uh, Kurt Angle had. Yeah. This dude, the day before, OD'd on yeah, in, woke yeah. up 5 p.m. that day and said, oh, yeah, I got to go wrestle Brock for not- a <laughs> fucking hour. Uh, came out of the, what? the, the right? That's, he said, I died and came back to be... God's favorite wrestler, this the <laughs> Redeemer, yeah, seriously, <laughs> nuts. Um, but you know, all jokes aside, obviously, yeah, the, you know, they, they said that you know there was obviously some stuff that didn't that wasn't supposed to happen. You know, we don't have all the facts, uh, you know, versus what also might be theories from the from the IWC. So I, again, I don't want to put too much on that whole yeah. diving he- spot in the beginning thing, but I mean, it was a scary spot for sure. Uh, obviously, a forced title change with Phoenix becoming new international champion. Um, after I mean, we all kind of saw you know, Mox failed to kick out of a spot that I think we all knew he was supposed to kick out on, yeah. Only made obvious really by the ref's body language and kind of yeah, pantomiming. or else
1: it would have been like a, just a clean finish, which I yeah, would have surprised me. But it was where it was like, what wait, what just happened? And yeah, then Knox they, is no slouch, you know, but, yeah. And but so, anytime
2: they do that, that checking the shoulders thing, you know, that they're buying time for something like something mm-hmm. went. A miss, or I don't, I don't know. Maybe a miscommunication
1: or something. But say, uh yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, um I, we didn't have word yet when I wrote these notes, but I think uh, it had come out that he since had gotten a concussion.
1: See, I haven't heard anything confirmed, but I know he got checked for one hmm. for sure. So I'm still kind of been waiting on the confirmation. Yeah, before so I, we'll, like, yeah, we'll see what's going on.
2: on. Yeah, I mean, definitely, we'll keep you guys updated on the situation, you know, when we can, but. Um, from here, we had the women's uh, match, Soraya versus uh, Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. I like this actually. Uh, I, you know, usually I don't give a whole lot of time when it comes to the notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just because it's more of the same. But uh, I like this. Uh, you know, we yeah, had Tony trying to give uh, Soraya a hug uh, in the beginning, but she gets slapped three times in a row. Uh, with Soraya really healing it up and yelling at her mm-hmm. like, "You need me." Yeah,
1: yeah, she's been great at that. Uh,
2: we get some annoyingly inconsistent uh, interference from Ruby, where Soraya is able to capitalize. However. Uh, Tony hits two moves on Soraya where she's actually targeting her neck pretty bad, including a hanging DDT from the apron onto that stage you were talking about earlier. And yeah. then she hit another one back into the ring for a near fall. Also got a spot where uh, Tony grabbed her slippers from under the ring, uh, hit Soraya with them from behind the ref's back for a near uh, a near fall with a big pop. We see a, a big watch for the shoe sign in the front row as this is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soraya fights back, though, with a sunset flip powerbomb out of the corner during a picture-in-picture one point, Tony pulls a turnbuckle pad off the bottom rope in the corner, which, you know, obviously gets the attention of the ref so that she can go for the spray paint that she had uh, last time. And uh, she's about to use it, but Ruby hops on the apron, takes it away, uh, and is able to get the attention of the ref again, which, then, you know, by then, Ruby's able to slide the same spray paint uh, to uh, uh, Soraya, where she uses it to spray her in the face, uh, spray Tony in the face, I should say. Hit yeah. the nightcap uh, for another near fall, which to me, I was like, I wouldn't have been mad if that was it. No, no, exactly. Especially yeah, if she's yeah. gonna go on the win anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, later Serena's about to throw Good Tony point. Tony head first into expose the exposed bottom turnbuckle, but she hesitates for whatever reason after telling her after slapping the shit out of her when she wanted to give her a hug. So I don't I didn't get that at all. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, only for Tony to kiss her hit the Storm Zero pile Driver for a near fall as well, which I thought as much as many replay value that had. I thought that was it. But yeah, um,
1: especially with her having the neck problems, obviously, yeah. you know, and so that she was definitely trying to expose during the match. So I thought that. Would, I was like, oh, that's what yeah. that was leading to.
2: Uh, but, yeah, Tony ends up pulling Saray to the corner to the, with the same exposed turnbuckle. setting up for the running hip attack, but Saray is able to get out the way and then uh, sets her up on the bottom rope and hits the the nightcap off the rope for the win. Um, and for here, I only have one more match uh, as far as notes, but yeah. uh, here, here go the upcoming matches. Uh, for rampage tonight uh we got Darby and Sting taking on Christian and Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh we also have a you know what?
1: I'll be honest I hated that promo because he was like you just need another shot. It's like you laid out the challenge for a tag match bro because you <laughs> lost the coffin. He's That's like true. like what <laughs> he are you said, he talking said, about? He said I've been done with you. Yeah, I've been yeah, bored with yeah you. but then I go Okay. Ah, fuck Outworked Or worked everyone <laughs> You know was like He might have got, he got <laughs> He's me doing on that. it. He's doing it again Yeah, man uh, we,
2: we got a, uh, I guess a mixed Six man tag match uh, Orange and uh, Cassidy and Hook uh, Hooking mm-hmm. up with uh, Chris Statlander To take on uh, Daddy Magic Kohan Ange Anna Jay, um, Hardy Boys versus Kingdom versus the Righteous for his best friends. Number of Contenders match for ROH Tag Titles. We talked about that. Uh, Mike Santana, uh, of the, uh, uh formerly a Proud and Powerful will be in singles action as well. Uh, we also have the Acclaim taking on Tark Order for the Trios Championships. Sky Blue taking on Julia Hart, uh, mm-hmm. and the Mogul Embassy versus the Hung Bucks. Again, not, you know, I hate to spoil it, uh, but it was literally on, uh, the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking something totally uh, up, totally separate, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. But, yeah, that's for the ROH six-man championships. Um And then uh Collision, it's Darby versus Christian versus uh, Luchasaurus, TNT championship. We also have Jay White taking on uh, Andrade El Idolo, which uh, I'm kind of excited Yeah, for that.
1: you know, when when he came out, because I watched Collision last week, and he cut a promo on him, I was very surprised. but I was like, oh, I wonder, because I've seen some videos about, like, Los kind of getting... Back to their roots a bit, and I don't know if it's with Rouge or who, but you know, hmm. like Jose and uh, what's the name? Uh, uh,
2: yeah, they they, they, they uh, uh Preston Vance, so yeah, they, and what's the other one? Uh,
1: Alisco, Julisco, yeah, I've seen them like you know, kind of doing the whole oh, bag over there, pillowcase over the face, yeah, oh, so you have seen that, yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen where it's been going.
2: So they they released him into a uh, like a room with a bunch of people and they just whooped their fuck. like it was like they were supposed to get jumped, and they like those three, like. Or those two, like, just whooped everyone's ass. They're, like, covered in blood. Like, you know, their own blood as well. Mm -hmm. And then when they are finally, like, finished, like, you know, they get approached by Roosh, who's, like... That's what I'm talking about, you know, like yeah. basically like like that. Like that's the type of brutality we're gonna bring to AEW. I'm like, dude, why aren't you with fucking Andrade? This yeah, yeah,
1: sense. I'm trying to figure out what's up with that. Yeah, like. I
2: mean, because I think is his brother. No, I think I think, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, just cut Preston loose, bro. <laughs> I'm
1: saying <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I yeah. mean,
2: I mean, maybe put Preston with Big Bill or something. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. they well they already got him with Ricky, but I ain't here to. Uh, do do a whole episode of how to book right now i'm sorry but no anyways yeah jay white's taking on andrade, andrade el <laughs> idolo um we also surprisingly have rob van Dam in action as i guess they're going to be in from michigan uh on collision yeah, it should be interesting uh um, work horseman taking on ftr for the tag team championships for our a- or aw tag team championships and then this was what kind of puzzled me i'm like y'all said you're going to be in michigan but you're doing a texas death match uh Rick, yeah, I, I don't... Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson, we don't need any more finality to this. I don't know why we're doing this.
1: I'm not mad at it. I mean, I know... We don't need a Texas death match. If yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I hate when they... I, were they, match. I will we'll yeah. say this. I'm not a fan when they give those away for free TV, you know? Yeah. And that, that's kind of where I'll leave it at, so... But um, I'm not and, mad at the Stip.
2: And the only other thing I have to say is the fact that uh, there's going to be a contract signing for the match between Hangman and Swerve on Dynamite, so... Uh, but, yeah, last match, obviously, MJF for Samoa Joe, AW World Championship. Um, earlier, we had the pre-tape promo of MJF arriving with Adam Cole, uh, with MJF talking up the big match. Uh, with, you know, I mean, he, he goes to do the, the better than you Bay promo, but Cole's phone rings in the middle of the promo with Roddy on yeah, the other he is, line. He does Just, not like that. Yeah, he, he's like motherfucker, I, I put money on these shirts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, claiming it's an emergency, basically keeping Cole at bay and not being able to be in his corner for the big match for most of this match. Um, obviously, you know, we were talking earlier the whole uh, Hitman parody uh, during yep. his entrance. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed that, to be honest. But, I mean, this match, we saw some of uh, what I'm going to say is MJF's best work for sure. Yeah. Or at, least, at the very least, we saw spots in this game where he either improved or got even stronger in other mm-hmm. areas that he mm-hmm. was already excelling in um add that with the professionalism work rate and character work from Samoa Joe always having the motivation to play the biggest heel in the match in the room um you got both guys adding to the tone of the match with their pacing which always helps with the storytelling as well
1: and Um, really it was the first time not to interrupt you but I would say that we got to see a glimpse of MJF as a baby face in the general, like and kind of by the himself, guy with Cole the there guy too. is a heel. Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't have his buddy in his corner. He's already got a neck uh, injury against you one know. of the bigger heels. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know what you're I mean? right. And so it, it was very much his. I think he turned in one of his very true. Baby face, not anchored down with uh, Adam Cole's rub kind of performances. Still, yeah, you know?
2: elements of of him. The and that, when I say rub, there. I
1: meant his baby face rub, not... Yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: The, I mean, like, again, elements of the scumbag are still there, but it's like, I mean, some would argue, oh, yeah, but they were in New York. I'm like, all right, I, I can give you that. We'll yeah. s- Let's see if they can do it again or replicate it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then we could really have a conversation. But, yeah, it was nice seeing that he was able to kind of bring that into the match, which is something we... You're right, we haven't seen before, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, both men look good in this. Jo- Joe not only battling MJF with the New York crowd as well, uh, bringing the power game intensity into the match, targeting Max's neck. Uh, you got Max showing the resiliency though, kicking out of a wicked apron de- uh, Death Valley Driver. Yeah, the 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 freaking St. Joe through the yeah, table. Yeah, the angle that it showed um,
1: it at had me very scared at first. I yeah. was like, did he just actually drop him on the back of his neck? Like, what the fuck, He's like, Joe? Fuck him! I don't give a fuck. Oh man, this is for Paul. Uh the, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the S- true
2: world's he champion. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna spray paint an X in your face.
1: Oh man, uh, Seriously.
2: But yeah, St. Joe through the table kick out. Pile Driver on the floor kick out. Uh, plus, we had Cole finally able to come down for the uh, you know MJF's corner. Real pivotal moment of the match, too. Mm. Uh, I wasn't really mad at the finish either, man, because first you had MJF looking to use the diamond ring for the first time in a while, uh, but reminding us why he's still our scumbag, you know what I mean? You had Joe able to call uh, the ring to the ref's attention uh, and then be able to pull off that muscle buster out of nowhere and get another near fall. Mm. Then we had the, the callback with MJF using the wrist tape. We haven't seen this in a while, but... Uh, you know, the wrist tape under the chin while applying the sleeper hold to choke uh Joe yeah. out. Yeah, I'm trying you to remember know. who did he do that to initially. I don't know if it was was it Brian Danielson maybe.
1: No, nah, it was before Danielson got there. I wonder if it was was it Cody. I don't think it was or Cody. Jericho maybe. Maybe it was. Jer- I think it was one of his earlier big matches. He did it, and he was he was trying was to
2: it hide one, it. Was it one of the um those challenges of Jericho that he had put him through, maybe it was one of his opponents that he would, that he had to beat in a specific way or, so, or something. Maybe he'd be like he had to go up against Jake Hager and choke him out or something. No, because I remember it was – I'm going to a, I'm gonna look it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I definitely know but, he's but, done it before. Yeah, I'm but, trying to
1: remember what, who he faced in that match. But, yeah,
2: yeah I, I mean, I, I liked it because, you know, MJF vowed to choke him out, yeah. which, I, you know, I think we knew they weren't going to go with Joe as far as taking the strap off him. Yeah. Especially while there's still legs in the, uh, on the Adam Cole stuff and then – I mean, Him walking in as a
1: champion, too.
2: Yeah, and then while I went into the match thinking Max is going to win, I definitely didn't think he would choke him out either. So the way that they worked around it, to be honest, with, again, uh, the familiarity of how he cheated already in the past, using that in his wheelhouse with the tape, uh, to me, once again, was a genius move, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, Hoping that it's not serious for Adam Cole because, again, you know, we talked about him jumping out. And uh, hurting his ankle. But, uh, yeah, other than that, man, that was dynamite. And, of course, uh, you know, wishing for the best for Moxley as well, dude.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to say. It was his wrist tape he used, right? I want to say so, yeah. Let me see. May- or maybe it was Darby. I think it might have. Ah, man. See. I feel like it
2: was one of their matches. W- oh. Let's see. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm. My search is too vague. I
2: was going to say, would you put, like, MJF chokes out? Oh,
1: no, it was CM Punk. Ah. Choked out CM Punk with his wrist tape, but the ref caught it and restarted the match. That, oh, that's when he beat okay. him in, uh, in Chicago twice. Okay. That, that's I do what remember I was, that. Yeah. That's okay. why
2: we don't because we don't remember Phil. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah, that was out uh, that that of my man. So,
1: uh, Definitely. regale us with your tails of uh, NXT. I will try. They certainly packed a lot into it. Um it was kind of segment heavy, uh, or backstage segment heavy, I should say. Just setting up a lot of stuff. You know, no mercy's coming up. But we uh, started off with the man coming around. Uh of course she uh ups I'll say on this promo, she coins welcome to NBEXT instead of NXT. You know her. She she's got no shortage of anything. She's America. got a book. Yeah, and then Uh, There was a way that she called out various members of the NXT women's roster. I'm not going to say this is the coolest thing she's ever done, but because she's Becky, she can get anything over. And she just goes, It doesn't matter the name. The game is the same. Gigi Dolan, Electra Lopez, Thea Hale, Roxanne Perez. I'll be here a mile, and I'll go the extra mile. So how about we have a scrap, Ivy Nile? Give me Natty, I'll beat her baddie. JC Jane. You know I'll retain. You want this? I'm the mountain to climb. Welcome to the big time. You know, I got a big pop from everybody. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it sounds like Seth wrote that. I I was thinking... I could see, I could hear, welcome
2: to the showtime. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I to see. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, she starts off. She says Tiffany did hang with the man, push her to a limit, and she, you know, she's like, for that, you've earned a rematch whenever you want it. And of course, she gets interrupted by Stratton. She appreciates Becky for giving her her flowers, but takes umbrage with Becky, thinking that the rematch would ever be optional. Gets in the ring and calls herself the future of WWE and the future two times women's champ, and challenges Becky to a rematch there tonight. But fakes out the crowd because she kind of goes at the crowd like, yeah. That's what I thought you guys would want it tonight, but you are the same people who've been cheering me every single week until I face Becky. And it was a good point to make. So she's like, mm. I'm not doing it for you. I deserve a bigger stage. We're going to do it at no mercy. And uh, so, of course... You know, Becky says the result will be the same because Stratton just isn't hungry enough. I've seen many like you rocking straps to your back. You get handed opportunities and then you get entitled. And she's like, "Uh, I just want the title a lot more than you ever will. And then Stratton says she should be thanking her because if she never mentioned her name, Becky would be busy driving to the nearest retirement home looking for the next Hall of Famer to beat for more clout. Becky said, "You know, you're a better fighter than you are a talker. So instead <laughs> That's of a hell
2: of a bar, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah.
1: But then, but I thought Becky, the way she bounced back, she didn't. She know so that she was like." Uh, you're a better fighter than you are a talker and on that rate why exchange words and we can exchange punches he just snuffs her like you know so they just start brawling a bit she gets blindsided from behind by Kiana James it doesn't seem like it's planned but then they end up double teaming Becky stomping her out Stratton then goes and grabs a chair while Kiana holds her arms from behind but she escapes manages to fight them off then she gets a chair but of course the heels take a powder to the ramp so uh, that will lead uh, later on to I'll just skip to it we get a backstage segment with Ilya Dragunov. Uh, he says he's still feeling the battle wounds that Wes Lee inflicted on him during their contenders match last week, but he vows to finish what he started at Great American Bash, but this time the Mad Dragon will cover his wings in gold. And then he starts to say he's going to be watching Mellow's match against Dom, but then he gets interrupted by Becky, who, who just basically goes, You mind? And he goes, oh, no. And he steps away, Mm he goes, the stage is yours. And she just goes, uh, you know, uh, hey, Kiana, Tiffany, you dopes. You didn't have to jump me if you wanted to fight. But, you know, basically challenges them to a handicap match in the main event. So that's where that goes. Um, Mm. We have a backstage segment. This is all just going to be one Long connection because you know, I like to just you know, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's thread run. it together. It's D'Angelo it. family. Uh, they have uh, photos and like uh, dockets on all the viable tag teams in the division. Stacks notes they have a lot of eyeballs on them right now, they're tag team champions. Uh, but Tony says the plan is to offer the legible contenders a seat at the table, then do what they do best, and that's eat. They look at uh, they look over all the photos of the potential teams. They decide to invite the creeds because they've always been straightforward. They invite the Los Atharios who have kind of been in their face lately. They said yeah it's always good to keep your enemies close but uh they can't decide between bronco Nima and lucian price or hank and tank or i mean they were called smash mouth for like a week and i guess they're not using it anymore but to figure out which team should get the final seat
2: I'm, i'm sure i'm i'm sure the the band were like no yeah I mean, and rest yeah. in peace obviously. Yeah, yeah 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 that's
1: too, true so that's yeah. true um but yeah they uh so you know they're, they're basically saying well we'll have those guys uh because they they like both teams but they'll let them battle out to see who really wants the opportunity and so this leads later on to a pre-tape vignette by um, I guess they're going uh, they have a collective name not just Bronco and Lucian it looks like they're gonna be called OTM. Uh, and it's just, so you see the trio they're hosting a dice game in, a, in an alley of an undisclosed location and they're intimidating all the other players and taking the money then you see them start counting the money and uh, Bronco's like we've been making the, all this noise and shaking up the whole division man <laughs> and then Price is like there's teams out here talking like we don't understand the language but these hands they speak it fluently and then Scripps calls Hank and Tank clowns Why Nima he says you know Tony D and Stacks think it's real sweet out here but just wait till we give them the pressure next and then Scripps is like see this bond right here is the main reason why I wanted to rock with you guys. Uh, you guys know what it's like to go to sleep, no dinner. Fast losers and slow winners. Reaching in your pocket for cash, No one ain't nothing there. But by any means, we have to eat. True hustlers, making it happen with no handouts. We're self-made. And then Nima goes from the dirt to making it out the mud. And then Price goes O T M. So it's just like, you know, they, they it's made, that on top music. Yeah, that, that, it was hard not to think Sorry, that. And
2: I, then when you're a Joe Budden fan, you just when you, hear you just O T M, you're yeah. like.
1: Cool. And then Hank and Tank are then interviewed, and they, you know, they give Price and Bronco their credit for, you know, their strength and stuff like that. But they accept Tony D's challenge to earn their seat at their table. And they say, you know what, we haven't missed many meals, but we didn't come to NXT to eat. We came to feast on the tag team division. So if Bronco and Lucian want to get in our way, we have no problem working up quite an appetite. I thought it was a good promo. So, uh, looks like that's going to be happening next week to see. I guess uh, some. I guess who will face. Uh, I w- I would assume, you know. Uh, the tag champions, maybe at no mercy, we'll see. So, but uh, going back, we have uh, Trick Williams has a couple Tr- of backstage tri- segments. Uh, Trick is approached by Dirty Dom. Uh, but points out how Dom tends to suck up all the positive energy in the room, to which Dom says, we'll see about that after I give your boy Mello an L tonight and adds, but I am glad I ran into you. Trick says, uh, that makes only one of us. <laughs> Dom says he knows how it feels to live in someone's shadow and then tries to offer membership. a membership into Judgment Day. Trick says, he's he wilding with this recruitment I'm process, saying, man. bro. Trick says they're not cut from the same cloth as, uh, as nothing and no one will ever drive a wedge between Trick and gang. Dom laughs at him and says, I used to say the same thing about my deadbeat dad and leaves. So, thought that was interesting and then uh trick is kind of a popular guy because he also uh gets approached by schism um and uh basically they they approach him and say uh You know, everyone wants to be their own man. Schism being Ava and and Joe Gacy, I should say. Everyone wants to be their own man, uh, but never think about how it affects everybody else. And then Ava says, you know, he left his best friend Mello in a bad spot. Trick says he didn't leave Mello behind, as Ava argues he did, and that the loneliness is written all over him. But Trick says, that ain't loneliness, baby. That's olive oil. And so just because (laughs) I decided to be my own man doesn't mean I'm lonely. And then Joe tells him, look around. There's no one uh, else left for him but us, you know, him and Ava, and then points out, how They're in similar situations and nobody's going through, but are willing to help each other if Trick wants to come with the schism. Trick says he wants nothing to do with the roots or their tree. I've seen this scary movie, I know how that ends. <laughs> and he says, Uh, and he tells them that they should leave. And Gacy responds by saying, You're a very charismatic man, Mr. Williams. It's a shame that Melo didn't take you up on your offer, you know, to be in his corner this week. And uh, Ava's like, Yeah, some best friend. So I don't know what the seeds are being planted for, but you know, just thought a it was a new worth- tree, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so we have a uh, Group A Global Heritage Invitational match. I keep forgetting this is going on until you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Butch taking on Tyler Bate pre-match, you see metaphor are in their metaphor lounge. This time they have a matrix motif going on. Noam Dar, or he's going as Neo Dar. <laughs> he's does his best Keanu impression and says, Jeez. it doesn't matter if the winner of the tournament is from group a or from group B or whether to take the red pill or the blue pill. The result remains the same. And that's me as champion. And then there's footage shown of Tyler bait beating, uh, Charlie Dempsey last Friday and level up to score four points and clinch the lead for group a, uh, Right away, I'll say the ups or the it's a technical stalemate and a hard-hitting affair is expected with longtime frenemies having much of each other's offense scouted and countered. Uh, at one point, Butch does uh, slap Tyler Bate. He, he like counters a bop and bang, and right away, you got Butch slapped. Starts chanting like those chants start going out there, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and then commentary suggests potential resentment uh, between Bate. And Butch, as obviously Butch has gotten the main roster call-up, you know, which I thought was a good little seed planted. And uh, there's the point where uh, they hit each other's finishing moves on the other, only getting two and a half, which lets you know, like, you know, they're not going to bury each other's finishers, but also not beat each other with each other's finishers. But notable spots: uh, hanging superplex from the second rope by Tyler Bate, Butch countering the Tyler ninety-seven or Tyler Driver ninety-seven with a triangle armbar, and then uh, Bate deadlifts him into an airplane spin, which he then transitions to a brainbuster. It was a very cool sequence. And then Butch. Counters another Tyler driver and hits one of his own for a near fall. And like I said, Bait counters a bitter end attempt, hits a mid air DDT, and then hits a bitter end as well for his uh, own, also near fall. But the finish comes uh, where there's a two minute warning that's announced, and then bait hits the rebound lariat, then goes for the spiral tap. Butch gets the knees up and hits the bitter end, but Tyler somehow kicks out before Bitch, or it's a Bitch, but Butch hits a uh, pump handle Samoan <laughs> driver. Done? Huh? <laughs> but why are why you going to come for them? Fees, yeah, yeah, though? for real. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Butch hits a pump-handle Samoan driver where he picks him up like a pump-handle slam. It's kind of what Tony Nice used to do, but he hits him with that, and uh, he actually wins that way to advance in the finals. Post-match, you see Butch point at Noam Dar, who's sitting in the lounge, and they exchange words off mic, but then you see Dar do, like, the Neo... You know, slow motion bridge, like his words are bouncing off of him. It was kind of clever, you know, at least for a guy that's trolling all the time. So, uh, we get a shopping segment Thea Hell and JC Jane. All you need to know is JC picked out a lot of outfits for Thea to model, then they find the right look with of course the camera doesn't get on camera because I'm sure they're going to unveil it next week so that's all you need to know mm-hmm. uh there's a group b global heritage invitational duke hudson versus joe coffee it's a battle of two brutes with duke having the height advantage while coffee has the numbers advantage with gallus at ringside really like this but the uh i will say the down was that the match length wasn't much the right home about but notable spots duke hits a deceptively smooth running hurricane rana uh we get an impressive pendulum backbreaker and snap suplex by coffee to duke because like duke is a big guy you know yeah. And then we get an uncharacteristic diving shotgun drop kick off the top rope by Coffee as well. Uh, we see the finish where Coffee hits the Glasgow send-off then sets up for all the best for the Bells. But uh, Duke Ducks encounters with a schoolboy uh, pin to score the surprise win and force the three-way tie between himself, Frazier, and Coffey uh, at four points apiece. Uh, post-match, we see Frazier. He's being interviewed from the... Uh, you know, there's like a viewing room. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I," st-, uh, you know, he's talking about staying alive in the tournament. And he assumes there's going to be a triple threat next week to determine the tiebreaker. But Kelly Kincaid says, uh, no, actually, I just got word in my earpiece that the triple threat will happen later tonight. So hmm. uh, that happens. And I'll get into that in, in a bit. Or actually, I'll just jump to it now. Makes sense. It's quite a triple threat, I'll say. Joe Coffey versus Nathan Fraser and Duke Hudson. The ups would be it's a nonstop action from the jump for three diverse superstars. But the spots are Coffee and Duke take turns countering an outside dive attempt from Frazier by cutting him off with a crossbody and a flapjack. Uh, We get a stiff double clothesline battle. You know when guys like won't relent and won't drop to their knee. You know, they just keep hitting each other with clotheslines. So that breaks out with Coffee and Duke, where they're just absorbing the pain. But it looks very, like, you could tell they're in the heat of battle. It's really good stuff uh, in terms of telling the story. Uh, Fraser charges at both men while ducking multiple clothesline attempts, allowing them to gain speed each time he bounces off the rope. And then he sends them both to the floor with a shotgun drop kick, and then takes them both out with a suicide dive. Uh, we get a cor- corner Uranagi counter uh, a la Samoa Joe by Duke uh, mm-hmm. before we see Coffee sweep Hudson's feet and repeatedly pull him, growing first, into the turmoil buckle post. It's just like, you know, they're all pulling out the kitchen sink, basically, on this. Uh, pop-up, you're in a Euro uppercut and a Glasgow send-off uh, to Frazier by Joe Coffey. Coffey goes for all the best for the bells on Frazier, but Duke shoves him out the way and tries the same schoolboy counter he did earlier for the win, but Joe is able to kick out. We see an atomic chase shoe elbow and sidewalk slam by Duke. A two-for-one moonsault. Atop- oh, oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, we get a two-for-one, you know, the AJ reverse, uh, you know, a moonsault salt reverse DDT he catches one and then catches the other one in a two for one like reverse DDT DDT combo. Uh, and then we see uh, uh, Frazier counters another Glasgow send off with a well placed super kick before eating a slingshot uh, snap German suplex and spinning side slam from Duke for a near fall. Uh, and then Duke hits another. And when I say spinning side slam, it's sort of like what uh, uh, Miro's been doing. You know, where you catch mm. him in like the follow away position and, and just you know um, swing him into a, like a Uranagi.
2: You mean uh, the gunslinger?
1: Yeah, ba- yeah, definitely better. Better way to say it, the gunslinger. But this time he starts Shout spinning. Shut ar- for sure. <laughs> he starts spinning around like he's doing tour of the islands to get it like more torque on the spin. Ooh. And what? Uh, what? And he does so he gets he does hit it, but then Coffee breaks the breaks the pin and then spikes Duke with a running Hurricane Rana, which was crazy. Or Frazier does, I should say, and then follows with a Phoenix Splash. But Coffee cuts him off from making the pin, sends him to the floor, and then hits Hudson with all the best for the bells for the win all the best for the bells by the way is the cyclone uh uh clothesline the the, the Brody lee special discus you know I mean? yeah discus clothesline so but uh, he had staffed for the win and to advance the na- in the, the final so it'll the, be butch natty by nature yeah there you go so it'll <laughs> be butch versus joe coffee in the finals with the winner taking on noam dar at no mercy for the heritage uh, cup so um there was a mustafa lee backstage segment i'm just gonna go ahead and skip that no disrespect but in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to, you know, yeah, make I mean, a difference.
2: It was probably the same one I was talking to you about, right? Or, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, Roxanne Perez takes on Lola Vice. Ups. I would say it's good to see Roxanne back in action after a notable absence. Good to see Lola finally make an NXT debut after thirst strapping on the sidelines for a long time. Uh, and I mean that with all due respect, but that's literally all I've seen her do. Uh, we get dueling Lola and Roxy Chance. And uh, several kick-variated offense by Lola. As commentary note, her MMA background. For those who don't know, she was in Bellator. She went 4-1. and one uh and then uh she does do you're you're familiar with the sacrifice arm breaker right yeah the the one that uh penta does exactly so she does that at one point but right before she like cranks down on it she kind of swivels her hips like like you know like she's doing the salsa or like fucking like the bella twins do but i gave it a up because it shows she's not coming in trying to be a serious mma turned wrestler she's like showing she's got as much charisma as skill because I'll be honest, she moved very well for someone I've never seen wrestle before on TV. Uh, Diving thez pressed by Perez from the second rope, but the finish comes where Lola escapes the pop rocks, and she tries to set up what I can only assume is the label lock, um, but Roxanne manages to roll her up with a surprise win, but she was working over her arm the whole match. Post-match, we see Roxanne make it to the locker room, holding her arm, but runs it to Becky, who acknowledges, you know, you just had a hell of a fight, uh, tells her to keep kicking ass, and Roxanne thanks her for the kind words and offers to partner up with her later tonight in the handicap match but Becky appreciates it uh, but suggests that she ices her arm first and reminds her that you know they don't call me the man for nothing and uh, but still thanks her for the offer so
2: so thanks for coming around though yeah, yeah okay. exactly
1: Eddie Thorpe has the pre-taped segment uh, if you remember this comes off the hills of Dijak whipping the bark off his like sacred tree he says deep down inside of me uh, there is a merciless Indian savage and the way that Dijak has insulted uh, you know my culture my people and uh, desecrated my land that is sacred to me and you know referring to, again, the tree he was whipping over and over. He wants to return that favor of whipping the flesh from Dijak's body the same way he ripped the bark from the tree and challenges him to a strap match next week. Yeah, mm. Yeah. Strap match. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one of those in a couple weeks. Yeah, right. Two more matches and, uh, you know, a uh, we, we get uh, some match announcements. Uh, we got a uh, champion versus champion match. Dom Mysterio versus Carmelo Hayes. Ilya Dragunov joins commentary uh, before the match starts, and of course, the action starts right away, Right away, I should say, as Mysterio blindsides Carmelo before the bell hits. Uh, I'm just going to go into the spots, man. Melo charges Dom on the floor, but Mysterio counters with a flapjack onto the barricade. Uh, Melo hits the fadeaway springboard leg drop and tilt-a-whirl uh, face buster that he does for two. Uh, Melo counters with three amigos with that suplex cutter as well, and uh, we see a stiff DDT and 619 by Dom, uh, but Melo does bounce back with the first 48 uh basically the finish comes where Melo and dom fight on the floor when hayes reverses the irish whip you know just out of instinct which inadvertently you know throws uh mysterio into Dragonoff, who's sitting at ringside hayes has a regretful look and kind of goes to check on Ilya, but dom manages to get up like before and put himself in front of of hayes and he like pulls him by his trunks into uh Ilya again and then he throws him back into the ring, and then he turns around and smacks Ilya. Dom does, for whatever reason, what the and fun? then enters the ring as if Ilya is going to take that. And then of course he follows in and he attacks both men, so it causes a no uh, no contest. Ilya then lights up Dom with forearm shivers and a jumping zaguri and then hits the H bomb as well. That you know that jumping forearm yeah, yeah. he does. Then he signals for torpedo Moscow, but just as Melo re-enters the ring, Dom pulls him into the line of fire, so he takes the bullet instead, and he rolls to safety. And then we see Dom grab his. And head up the ramp, but he gets cut off by a super kick from Dragon Lee, who then raises the belt uh, over his body while Hayes and Ilya uh, argue in the ring because he's, you know, set to challenge uh, Dom for the North American title, I guess, on next week's Monday Night Raw. So, uh, or this week's, so I should say, coming up next Monday. And then, uh, we do have an interesting segment with Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon. Briggs and Jensen are arguing with Fallon about bringing Miles into the fold last week when he turned on him, you know. And then Baron Corbin, he interrupts them. And he's irritated because he's nearby getting a massage, and he tells him to pipe down, you know. Such a- yeah, the and then Briggs tells Corbin, I'm surprised you heard anything because I thought maybe Braun popped your eardrum last week with the slap, you know. Mm. And uh, so Baron turns around and he says, look here, Cowboy, just because you got outsmarted by a rookie on his first night out doesn't mean you get to act tough and puff your chest up to cover it up. And then Briggs says, oh, aren't you the same guy who calls the locker room soft but you're out here getting a massage? Why don't you go ahead and make another appointment, bub? And Ooh. he was like – "Uh," I, and then he, he just stares at me and goes, you know what? I doubt I'm going to need it, you know, but – You know, so I'm sure it's going to set up some sort of match for next week. But speaking of next week, we got a contract signing between Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. We got Trick Williams taking on Joe Gacy. We have Gigi Dolan taking on Blair Davenport following their, like, backstage brawl from, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) And then uh, we get the Strat match. Eddie Thorpe taking on Dijak. And this brings us to our main event. Uh, But, yeah, pre-show or before the match, we see the heels are in the locker room exchanging compliments. And Strat uh, kind of thanks James for their match a few weeks ago. She felt like it prepared her for Beck. Becky. and then Kiana's like, yeah, no, you put me to my limits, you know, iron sharp is iron type of thing. They acknowledge not, they're not each other's number one fan but have a lot in common, but they look forward to doing a lot of damage to Becky. And then Tiffany adds she has a surprise in store for Becky and uh, opts to tell Kiana on their way to the ring, which, of course, is them blindsiding Becky during her entrance. And they, you know, they continue to double-team her in the ring until Lyra Valkyria comes down to even the odds and help out Lynch. This is all before the bell rings. And then the heels go to walk out on the I was match. about to ask, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they go to walk out on the match, but of course the faces chased after them and bring them back to the ring to turn the match into a tag team match. But it was weird out the commentary was like, I guess we're gonna use the referees' discretion. This is now a tag team match book, and it's like Shouldn't HBK just be coming out here and saying that? But whatever, you know.
2: He gives everybody handshakes when he wants to. Yeah. Camera, but some I'm of sorry. the
1: things I liked about this, we got some quick double-team strategy implemented by the faces while the heels utilize quick tags to isolate and set the pace. But, you know, for example, we get a drop-toe-hold-leg drop combo by Becky and Lyra to Tiffany and a leg sweep. Bulldog combo by Becky and Lyra to Kiana at one point. Uh, You know, we see them take them out before uh, picture-in-picture. We get back. Lyra hits a two-for-one springboard cross body and a north and light suplex to Kiana. Mm. Uh, Becky helps Lyra escape a double suplex attempt before the pair hit stereo diving leg drops on both heels while they're draped over the middle rope for a very near fall. Uh, Kiana hits her gut-rich powerbomb, though, which always looks impressive. It doesn't even look like... I don't know what her character is anymore, but it's a very yeah. impressive power bomb. But she hits it, then tags in a uh, Stratton who hits the Swanton bomb onto Lyra, and uh, they almost win. But you know Lynch does break up the pin. But the finish comes where Becky gets the hot tag, hits a diving missile drop kick, and a two for one DDT reverse DDT combo, very similar to what Frazier did, except no moonsault, uh, you know, variation of it. Uh, but she hits both heels with that, then attempts to disarm her on Kiana, but Kiana counters with a schoolgirl pin. But Becky's able to roll through, and then gets blind tagged in the process before she hits the manhandle slam and uh, you know Lyra jumps off the top of the frog splash to follow for the win. Post-match, Becky and Lyra celebrate the win, but they're attacked with a steel chair from behind by Tiffany. Tiffany kind of wears out Becky with a chair, to be honest with you, and then stands over her raising the title. But then she exits up the ramp, but not before Lynch is able to get to her feet and grab the, uh, grab the mic and challenge Tiffany to an extreme rules match at No Mercy. Get your bitch ass back here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, that's how we ended the show. So, yeah, right. that was NXT, man. I mean sounded like a lot yeah that's pretty yeah i'm telling you man it was a lot a lot uh, they packed into this episode but you could tell they only do that when they're trying to set things up but i just always wonder like is it gonna be worth the payoff but we'll see
2: let me ask you something Mm -hmm. you think you know because a lot of people were worried about you know obviously with uh usa not wanting to renew or what the deal is with the the, the thing, right? yeah like like you, you think that maybe they'll go the way of just try. I mean, obviously, we already know, and NBC is very much in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but you think that they might try to
1: streamline NXT strictly to like YouTube? I don't think that'd be. That wouldn't be smart. I think NXT, despite who won the war, quote unquote, that people weren't competing or whatever it was, they were putting up numbers and are a formidable mm-hmm. uh demo. And it appeals to a very important demo where it, because of the crossover. Yeah. You know, because you're not going to keep sending Becky and Seth and all well, those I'm, guys I'm, down to NXT if it's not going to yeah. be viable. So I think it, it it would hurt them to do so. But, but I get why but even you think even it, so, it might be. I
2: guess with NBC being a contender and knowing that that's where the Peacock app is on right now, it could even be a situation where maybe not YouTube, but it could be relegated back to strictly the the network like like it was originally before they yeah. decided to get a TV that's true too so yeah, yeah and i i'm only asking just your opinion on it because obviously you're someone that's had to watch this you know for for lack of
1: better term as far as taking the notes um what else it's been good programming lately okay but sometimes there are some inconsistent stuff and sometimes i wonder what hbk is thinking but mm. not so much in a dude like this like Vince just, it's not Vince Russo yeah, yeah. at all. It's just more like it gets me more intrigued and curious, like like thought process. Yeah. And yeah, even yeah. more so like who did he pluck his um his creative chops from? You know, what mm. learning tree was he under? That,
2: that's of, another good yeah. So I mean probably trips, but I mean even then there's probably it's gotta be yeah. more for them to let him just be like, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all Sean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, man, that that was the week in the news. Um some good, some bad some updates, uh, and uh, whether well, it's contracts, injuries, uh, that you releases, know, it, it releases and yeah. all that. Uh, but, you know, again, we enjoy doing this for you guys, man, every week. Again, we're going to let you all know. Count down to 300. We we own it right now, baby. Uh, you know how it goes, man. KGS, we've been running for a, quite a long time, man. And, again, we, we enjoy engaging with you guys and appreciate all that you guys do as far as your support uh, towards us and the show. Um, and, again, man, the only, only way you can go and uh, check out the show is uh, to be you know, tapped in with us on social media, man. That's at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and at the Quincy Jones Show on TikTok as well as uh, Facebook as well. We're dropping every week, once a week, man, unless told otherwise, and we will tell you otherwise um and yeah man just uh, again tap us uh, tap in uh, follow us on social media don't forget to check us out everywhere you go to get the podcast man as well as the question jones show album what album yes, yes. Sir. wrestling hip-hop together who to thunk it i did bitch big yeah. pressure i'm high you know i'm, I'm working in <laughs> this bitch you know what i mean so go and check out uh your boy you know putting on of course wouldn't have been uh, possible uh you know doc walk so i could run uh you got the this is awesome project out there yes sir as well uh, you already know by I mean. Doc Lesnar, man. And um so D-O- go ahead and check those both out for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. DLC You guys already know the rest, man. And of course, Quincy Jones Go. And the Quincy Jones show, again, like you said, it's not just this wonderful wrestling podcast we bring to you on a weekly basis. It is an album as well. So go ahead and check it out on all your favorite platforms that you like to stream, your favorite artists, as well as your favorite tag team, the world's greatest tag team, the Mega Towers. Go ahead and check that out as well, man. But uh
2: Yeah, man. And, and uh, of course, don't forget to follow us. Winter Circle, yes, uh, sir. pro wrestling, man, everywhere you can. Again, we're getting closer and closer. Just dropped off another talent reveal today. It will be the gifted and talented Ray Rosas. Yes. gracing that's with his uh, presence on uh, November 3rd, Friday night for Victory Lap. And mm-hmm. again, man, you can go and get tickets right now victory-lab.eventbrite.com and again follow us for more reveals we're going to be uh you know finishing up the talent reveals and also getting into uh the actual matchup reveals soon so follow us at Winter circle pro on instagram at Winter circle pw on twitter as well as Winter circle pro wrestling on facebook man and um don't forget to check out our youtube man that's the, uh, youtube.com backslash at Winter circle pro we just dropped Big time match, man. Uh, Three way elimination tag team match for the number one contenderships for the West Coast Wrecking Cruise Winter Circle Pro Tag Team Championships. It is the Suavecitos versus uh, uh, the Russell Buddies versus CGK in a triple debut tag team match. Mm -hmm. Um, Elimination again. Check it out. Just dropped uh today so uh again and
1: cgk was granted the free bird rule in that yeah and you better believe it definitely uh changes the dynamic a little bit but definitely go ahead and check it out man one of my favorite matches we've been able to host this year yeah crowd and, was uh, real hot for the match yeah so and it's really just part of our it. initiative to keep building a very strong tag team division yeah. but enough of that yes. go ahead and check it out yourself
2: man go yeah. ahead and let me know what the links are my again man that's going to be uh you know youtube.com backslash at Winter circle pro and don't forget get your tickets now victory lap I'm saying $25 front row, $20 of uh, general admission. Pre-sale is still alive and well, my friend. So go
1: ahead and tap in. Check it out. Again, victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Yeah. Subscribe, man, because I've been noticing the, the it's been climbing it slowly but surely, but the views have been very appreciated. Yeah, you know, man, very, very, appreciated, very man. gracious
2: for for everyone that's been supporting and watching and having a good time watching, too, man. I've been reading the comments as well, man. So it's been uh, it's just been fun watching the growth for sure, man, and y'all taking this ride with us this first year. Uh, with this being our last show of the year, we're definitely trying to make it special, man. So, again, uh, check it out man again Winner Circle Pro everywhere you go that's, that's, yeah, that's all definitely. I
1: can say man and you guys already know man what I'm gonna say go ahead and follow your boy at Doc Leston for all things having to do with my hip hop career music etc go ahead and follow me at Doc underscore Pod for all things having to do with this glorious podcast do hashtag it. Wrestle Wednesdays who are you wearing this Wednesday let us know got go Jack ahead and tap on in man. Yeah, yeah yeah That's we both rocking got that Cody Rose we, we might, have to, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Might, might have to make a Friday Friday night edition yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the way we're we in here man But, uh, yeah, also go ahead and follow your boy at Lesnar's underscore lots. That's Lesnar's underscore lots. For all things having to do with my Mercari page, I sell action figures in terms of wrestling memorabilia, wrestling merch, uh, you know, all kinds of items from shirts to just, you know, any eight by tens, signed eight by tens, figures, boxed, unboxed. I have Funko Pops, the whole nine. Go ahead and like, just uh, check me the out. The Office. No matter- uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah,
2: know, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, I definitely have other things, Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, thank I also you. have yeah, The yeah. Office. Uh, but most of my merchandise definitely dabs in the wrestling world. So go ahead and check that out. Some I have a little bit of uh, Anaheim Ducks merch as well, but um, that's you know that's for my hockey fans. Which you know, hey, if you're listening, that's what's up, Flying V, my G. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey,
2: hey, I literally just, I just, yeah. Yeah, I just saw that literally the other day, so it's funny you say Bro, that. Bro, I'm
1: telling you, and not to sidestep, but you know, those who know, know I, I do work there at the, at the Honda Center. But uh, man, like I every day I work at my shift, I look up, I hear the honk and flying V Dude, right I, over. I le- I that, I was on lunch and I heard it and I looked at my man who, who honking at your boy and yeah, I look yeah, up word.
2: and I'm like the formation is beautiful
1: yeah it's great. <laughs> cr- and it, it's just cool how they just gotta let you know like yeah, like, like we coming you know yeah, what yeah. Man? so it's like a, like a, a, like a, a damn, a, damn a, arrow in the sky a, bro. Com- a, you know they, they they
2: say top guys coming through yeah 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 top top ducks coming
1: through <laughs> top ducks oh, man, in this bitch. but, but uh, you know on that note yeah yeah you already know man I got three words from top, top guys out. out.